0: Recapping state of play. At a Sony store. E. Hello and welcome to Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast. I am your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, as always, not only Mr. Sailor Narwhal Mustache Man, but also... Well, he's not always been here
1: either. Saul Bridges, bringing you guys Lucky Episode 131. As always, since his purchase at the Cracker
0: Barrel for $8. That thing came from the Cracker Barrel? Yes, it did, and I love it to death. Let's go eat Cracker Barrel for dinner. It was on clearance at Cracker Barrel.
1: That makes sense. That's the
0: only reason it was a palatable price, because Cracker Barrel is very expensive if you go there and go to their little store. I never buy anything from there until this. Old this people was the love one it. exception. Old people do love it. Definitely after Sunday service, man. Oh, yeah, we're not going there for that. That place goes goes hard. Uh, anyway, if you are unaware of who we are, we are a PlayStation-based podcast, so we do talk about uh, all gaming companies and how we think what they do is either good that we'd like to see Sony copy or what they do is bad that we'd like to see Sony avoid. Uh, all those things. Of course, we also... <clears throat> Excuse me. We also will talk about play the Switch or the other consoles as we play them occasionally. Uh, definitely with this year being something that definitely for Saw is a little underwhelming on the PlayStation side, but we'll cover that here in a minute. Uh, if you want to you can watch us in video format on youtube every monday at 10 a.m pst and 12 p.m cst uh and if you like what we're talking about over on youtube and want to chime in head into the youtube comments and let us know as well as like the video if you end up like what we do or dislike it if you don't and if you don't like it tell us why we are always looking for feedback nope there's no thing as bad feedback in my opinion you may not like the feedback but it's feedback nonetheless um Anyway, if you want to listen to us on podcast services, you can do so, such as iTunes, Google Play Music, Podbean, uh Podbean's great. If you want to comment on there, the app lets you actually do that and comment and communicate with us. Uh if you are listening on iTunes and you feel so inclined uh to give us a review, it'd be fantastic. It does let our get our numbers up there a little bit more and lets people see the podcast and have it how it's rated uh is a good indicator of whether they should think that this is quality content or not. Uh and if you want to chime into our community's take questions, where we every episode we give you a question at the end of the episode and then repost on social medias, uh you can go over to our social media websites, which are uh our twitter at triangle sqrd give us a follow over there and then be, take part in it you can do it on a facebook group which is triangle square day playstation podcast asked to be entered into that we'll gladly accept you uh, and over on our discord which is our more day-to-day moment-to-moment chat we also have a community's take section there as well as a podcast open discussion uh, area too so if you want to talk about more stuff in the podcast and just the community's take section you can do so uh, and there is a link for that in the description below feel free to excuse me come on in we love having new people come in, and it's a very fun thing to do. <clears throat> and definitely now that Saul's going to have a more normal schedule, I think we'll see Saul in there a little bit more. But we'll talk yeah. about that shortly. Uh, again, Possibly. I,
1: I'll let you decide. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, well, I don't know if we're going to save that topic for like another day entirely.
0: That's
1: mm, up to you. Uh, but anyway because I hate GameStop and
0: you're going to find out why. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There we go. Um, And let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, if you like what we're doing here at all and you feel so inclined to go to our Patreon uh, and become a Patron, Said say that weirdly, but either way, if you want to go over to our Patreon and become a patron, uh, you can. We have it for as little as a dollar a month where you get early access to Digga Shit Best, our off-topic podcast, uh, as well as the potential return of Reader Mail. We had to take a short break due to some scheduling things, but things are potentially slowing down around our personal lives in a way that we can come back. No promises just yet, but I, I feel at least like it's worth. Poking out there. And you know what, if you really guys, if you guys want it back, just let us know and we'll do it. So I got a new job.
1: So I will be leaving the retail world behind and starting up a new job where I'll be getting off every day at a normal time. I'll have weekends off. Um, all of them in the world. So it's We're going to have a little bit more open. It's a little bit harder of a job than what I currently am at. So it may take me a couple weeks to get adjusted to it, but we definitely are talking about bringing reader mode back. So yep. don't fret. And I'm also now that I have every weekend off, I'm going to do something traditional as players do. And instead of what I did with saw plays for dark souls three was I would essentially play a game or play up until I was like, okay, that's a good sign point. Stop there, edit the video, and then post it on YouTube to queue up for Tuesdays. Yes. Yeah, now yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm just going to literally play a game all day Saturday mm-hmm. and beat it or whatever, and then cut it all up and then post it You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So stuff like that. Don't know what the next game will be. I put a poll out on Twitter, and it got mixed receptions. I was like, I, I kind of want to do a Link to the Past, but I'll let everybody else decide. And I got uh, like Link to the Past, Ori, Celeste, all those other kind of games, so... Did Corey go and make 18 fake
0: Twitter accounts just so we could try and fluff those numbers up? I think so. But I didn't put Celeste in the poll, so I'm not too (laughs) sure. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, anyway that's where you can find us Uh, we're gonna go ahead and start this show off the way we always do Uh, so if you are new to us then uh, we will get into the main topic which we always tease in our cold opening we are gonna be talking about uh, before we go into anything we're gonna recap the first thing in the news we'll be recapping all of uh, the excuse me all of the state of play that just happened this recent Tuesday Uh, and of course we will eventually be going into the news about Sony opening their own uh, direct store Uh, but we're gonna save that for later Saul what you been doing this week what you been playing I know you've had a busy week because of the the new job hunt slash all the stuff that goes with getting a new job it wasn't Uh, really a hunt i kind of just went in for the interview that's fair but my point is you still had to go drive around and a bunch of stuff yeah
1: and and that was that that actually you know it still allowed me to have a lot of time that day to hang out we even went and got lunch and stuff that day yep but i will be honest i have not turned on my playstation at all this week but i have played my switch quite a lot and i've been kind of rotating through four different games (laughs) on it mainly and I say rotating, but I've really just been playing four different games on it. I beat Link's Awakening, so that's a fun game. And I told you earlier, I meant to bring that over and uh, so you could borrow it. But it's one of those things that's, um, once I got to play it, it almost, I actually did start a hero mode for it. But then I was like, eh, no. Because hero mode is unlocked from the beginning. Where okay. you only have three hearts, you can't pick up yeah, 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 full yeah. hearts, you can pick up pieces. And then enemies mm. do double damage.
0: But uh, it's- you know that game that I was playing, and I, I think I told you to play. I don't think you ever got around to it. Um, you might have the uh, Adventure Time Nameless Kingdom. That's very I did play much that structured. for Vita. Yeah. did? Okay. Uh, it had a very similar situation, but it was that when you would go through and replay the game, you had to avoid getting all the level up stuff. So you had to keep yourself, like when you killed a boss, you had to make sure that you stayed away from where it dropped the extra heart piece and stuff like that. That way, you had to beat the whole game with no armor upgrades, no weapon For upgrades. Trophy. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But it was very
1: fun. I was like, why how, Why would they mm-hmm. make you do that unless it was like instant kill on pickup or something? But I kind
0: of liked that, because it wasn't like a forced thing. It was kind of like, because the first time you're rolling through, you're like, of course I'm going to get the heart. But re- Playing it with a little bit more of a restricted thing, it's kind of fun, you know? Yeah. And it, really it, make sure, like, well, how well do I know this boss? Like, have I do I have I really picked up on all the telegraphs to where I can perfectly beat it?
1: Yeah, and it, it really does test you and adds an, an extra layer of replayability. But uh, for me, when I beat Link's Awakening, I uh, I really wanted to play um, Dragon Quest Eleven demo, so I got into that. I'm still playing that. I haven't hit the time limit quite yet for the uh, part in the demo that cut you off Uh, because what it sounds like is somebody got cut off at like five hours in because of how far they got but then it sounds like it's also you could play for 11 hours so I'm not too sure about like what's going (laughs) on there but I'm loving that game recommend anybody to play that game who likes traditional JRPGs uh, it's such a, it's so rare that we find games this massive and this big to play that do such a good job of connecting you back in if you haven't played for a couple of days. And I really like that for days that either I'm wanting to watch something on TV and I really don't want to sit there and pay attention to a story. So I'll skip out on that and play Diablo three, which is what I've also been playing this week. And, uh, it gives me a good open when I come back in like, Oh yeah, I was here and this happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's like a reminder.
0: You know, I actually, now that you mentioned that, I remember that the same thing, if I am not mistaken, it could just be, you know, how sometimes your memory will hear something and you start applying things that didn't actually happen just because they sound like they could. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like, and someone else can probably confirm, back when I was playing Dragon Quest Builders on Vita, I think the same thing happened. Every time that you'd go into play, it would give you a recap of all the things that went down I think that is before. a Dragon
1: Quest trope, but it's been since I played it on 3DS, uh, or Dragon Quest 8, I mean. And then I play. I, it's been since PS two since I played a Dragon Quest game.
0: Yeah, it's been since PS two with Dragon Quest eight. I don't remember is that. It, the same one, right? Uh, the oh god, me
1: and John were talking about. This and, and I don't even remember names. it very well the, now. Uh, Songs of an Elusive. No, it's not that. That's the new one. That's the new one. Um, Curse King. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was the Curse King. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Sub- Times of an Elusive Age is the new yep. one. That's it. Dragon Quest eight. Journey of the Cursed King. Journey of the Cursed King. Okay. Yeah. Um but um yeah I'm loving that game so It was also much. the
0: first time I'd ever played a Dragon Quest game.
1: I played 7 but I rented 7 yeah. and I couldn't get through it. Uh but I've played I've played a few of them since
0: then but then I recently went then, then, I mean not recently but I went back and played more of it. i would never heard of Dragon Quest as a series cuz like I said you know I, was, I didn't have a lot of money growing up so there's a lot of games that would just miss out on me. Uh, and my, my buddy John um was you know he, he loved that and he got into it. And I remember thinking like, Oh, that's cool. It's a Kira Toriyama. I can tell that. Yeah. You
1: and know, that's, honestly, there was, I didn't know this, but I played dragon quest warrior or I mean dragon warrior on the, uh, game boy color. I'm pretty sure is what it was, but I played it on my game. It was a game boy game, but I played on my game boy color as the think how that went. Um, that was one of those old school JRPGs, like where it was turn-based, but then if an enemy dot or a party member died, you have to go back to the church and revive them. Yeah. That's dragon warrior is dragon quest. Yeah, and I, I did that. not know that up yeah. until I played Dragon Quest eight, and I was like, "Wait!" And I went back and I looked on. I think it was a GameFAQs thread that I ended up telling me that. And mm-hmm. so, if, if yeah, I'm wrong a, on that, it's the
0: Western name is Dragon Quest, but it's always been Dragon Warrior yeah, in Japan. Japan. Uh, kind of like how Resident Evil has always been called um, Biohazard. Biohazard.
1: Which yeah, is so weird. It is. But, uh, but. other than that, I, I did dip my toes back into Diablo three. Nothing too special there. But uh, not for the game, but like in terms of talking about. But I what made also, you want
0: to do that? When you said it, when we were setting up, I, I didn't ask that, but I, it what immediately crossed. Well, my I was
1: mind. going through my downloaded games on um, my eShop, and I was like, I was kind of going through, and I was like, I have a big memory card now. I might as well download the games that I know I will eventually go back to. So
0: you and, had bought it back when it first came out. I guess I don't remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I bought it on Switch when it first came out, and huh. um, or maybe not right when it first came out, but in the window of launch, but. Yeah, so I went through it, I redownloaded that, like I re-downloaded Axion Verge, all kinds of, Stardew mm. Valley, I, I really wanted to kind of get as close as I could to filling out my memory card, not even halfway there, and I've downloaded every game that I've ever bought on Switch, except for three, um, but yeah, I kind of just, that, that's a, that's one of those games that I can literally just zone zone out while playing and listen to whatever I'm watching or watch whatever I'm watching at the same time, and then just pick back up and just just be right there again. It's you I don't have to pay attention to that at all. Yeah, you're talking about Dragon Quest, right? No, I'm talking about Diablo. Or Diablo. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, sorry, I thought you were sorry. I, I was no, picking yeah. up
0: on what you're saying is, I thought you were saying again. Dragon how, Quest is the opposite Dragon can, Quest where it picks you back in yeah, with the little I can watch, what like, happened recently. I
1: watched uh you may not you may not have ever heard of it because Annie I know Annie never had. Have you ever heard of a movie called Ready to Rumble? It has David Arquette in it and uh it's like about a wrestler that like ended up getting defeated. And they really like that wrestler, but of course they don't. They even realize that wrestling's fake. No. So they like went to go rescue him or whatever and bring him back to win. Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> it's a really bad. It's a really bad but funny movie. Like it's really. It's like one of those like early two thousand or and, late nineties relics. And
0: Macho Man was in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's in the
1: very beginning. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not like a. And oh, and see, I remember that. I don't. It's not a movie that I just like stupidly remember. But I do remember
1: it. Well, we used to, when we had It H- might have
0: been one of those movies that I watched parts of but never finished. Could have that, been on TV. That's kind of
1: how it was for us. Like, yeah. we watched parts of it on HBO or whatever because it'd pop up on. And I was like, I'm going to watch that movie and I'm going to rent it on YouTube and play Dragon Quest. And that's a movie that I can zone <laughs> into the game and out of and just listen to the audio. But, um, but yeah. And I also picked up Jedi Knight uh, 2, Jedi Academy, or Jedi Outcast.
0: Oh, yeah. And, the one that was recently. Did you get that on Switch as well?
1: Yeah. And I forgot, like, how. Bad that game is for like the first couple of hours. If you download that game or you play it, get through the first like couple of hours. You're not gonna have a. I'm, I'll just say get up and you take your lightsaber because it is not a good first person shooter, and that's what the first couple of hours is. Mm. And I forgot, I forgot the about that. The game looked part. rough to me, but
0: it's a game I never played, so you know when they were showing it, I it's, was like, I don't. This seems like it's entirely fueled by nostalgia, which is fine. It's like that's when, exactly what the new medieval remake is
1: as well. It's, well, it's like when Bounty Hunter came back to PS4, and that was a PlayStation 2 almost like launch window game blue disc um (laughs) but it was such a good game and i was like i downloaded that on playstation and uh it has some trophy support but it was one of those that like i played for like an hour or two and i was like oh yeah this has playstation 2 controls i'm out of (laughs) here like it's so bad controls (laughs) um but that's pretty much been it for me this week what have you been playing
0: uh man I, i played borderlands again monday with uh one of our friends, John, uh, and RJ hopped in and helped us for a little bit. And then I had, like, Tuesday and Wednesday just completely got sucked out for me where I couldn't play anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I came back, you know, but whenever I played uh, Borderlands on Monday, I was kind of, right before, before I started playing it, some of Sunday and some of Monday I was getting to play Greedfall, and it was really starting to kind of suck me in. So Thursday when I got back home, I was like, "Man, I kind of just really want to play Greedfall. Like, I kind of want to play Borderlands." And but so I did the little thing where you get onto the PlayStation, you look at what friends are on. Like, is anybody already on the yeah, game? Yeah, I did that with Destiny. And then I'm a lot. like, nah, I'm just gonna play Greedfall. So I did that. And I, I've ended up becoming legitimately addicted to Greedfall to the point where it's all I want to do, and I don't care about Borderlands Three at all right now. And I know that Josh Drago is just over there like grinning himself to sleep because <laughs> I, I'm not playing Boring Lands
1: as he would call it. He but did say Links Awakening was better. I will say I it's, agree.
0: It's one of those weird things where I think. Borderlands is a, is an itch I've had scratched recently with things like Destiny. Not exactly, but close enough. Whereas a really in-depth RPG that's more like Greedfall, you know, I got into it a little bit last week, but the th- some of the things I love so much about Greedfall are like going back to like things that, even though I love Skyrim and it's a great game, it's some of the things that made me like Morrowind and more, uh, and uh, Oblivion better than Skyrim, which is like, you have to really care about the way that you're putting skills into your character because it's going to completely lock you out of things. Whereas yeah. Skyrim was like, well, everything's available and you can just kind do of- everything. And, and Skyrim is kind of a mixed thing where I actually love the idea of Skyrim being like, well, it, I guess it's weird. Skyrim's a little more realistic in the sense of, as a person, you could essentially do anything. So you could learn how to be a master in uh, two-handed weapons while also being a master in one-handed weapons, while also being it's a master weird. in shields. I don't you like. Could.
1: I don't like. I, I, whenever I make a character and play those games, I don't do that. But it's not common. Yeah, most people I don't do that. Most people stat.
0: get a couple of things they're really good at, and they do that. And then the rest of them are things that even if they're interested in them, they just don't ever get great at. And that's part of what goes back to this. Oblivion made you really pay attention to the way you're building your character. And if you wanted to play the game a different way, way you you had to essentially go back and restart the game with a different character which is kind of cool but this goes back even further where the idea of like you're going to talk to people and you're going to you know depending on what skills you've chosen will depend on what uh, dialogue options you have Uh, and then that gets even better when it's reinforced by the party structure because like uh, one of the things you can do with the party it's as you get party members in and uh, you'll see the two that you have with you at all times. You'll see sometimes a, a mark come up by their head where they have a quest to do uh, that's specifically tied to them so that you have an incentive to move people through your chest, your quest. The other thing about Greed Falls instead of it being an entirely open world it's a little more like The Witcher 2 was where it's and it, it feels great this way though so it's not a knock against it at all. Right. Uh, it's a bunch of big hubs that have little travel areas that you can eventually get to and so it's kind of nice because it's like the the island map that you're on when you see it is massive and it's like there's no way a double a game could afford to do this game and it feel like it was able to be varied enough to take up this amount this much land so instead what they do is try and make each place feel really particular by being hubs that have their own themes right and like okay that makes sense and it's big enough and there's enough to explore within the hub and each hub has got these big monsters that are essentially like part of the lore of things that go in i won't go too far into it but they're cool monsters that have cool uh, they're essentially bosses and you can go through so it feels like every hub is a good spot and and then you have regions, and there's a lot of them there's like I've already seen like 12 of them and I'm not even that far in the game in terms of main story I'm just going through and doing side quest side quest side quest gotcha. uh, which I love but what you can do is whenever you go to travel between distances you have a travel stop which is essentially just the game's Clever way of dealing with loading between the two areas. But it's a little area that it puts you in. And it's got a merchant, it's got a camp, so you can actually sit there and go through and put stuff in, into a chest if you don't want to carry it around. You can go to the workshop so red
1: dead redemption too.
0: Kinda. But I mean, but more like a forced loading area, and then it'll eventually say, uh you can leave now the, the level's loaded, and it'll come up in the top right corner. So it's to let you know that you can stay there if you want to, because it lets you configure your party. You can look at you see all so the it's, other it's people. It's like an interactive loading screen yes. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, and you can go, there's a merchant there. That you can sell stuff to That's or buy cool. stuff from. You I like can it when they do stuff Upgrade like that. your stuff. Even if it's um, obvious
1: sometimes like and elevators also, and stuff that, like that
0: yeah that'll let you know too that like your side quest like, or that you're uh, the, the other members you're part of that may not be in there yet but they're still part of your overall team that's like traveling with you in terms of the story uh, you can see if they have stuff and you can decide whether to pull them in and what's cool is when you do missions with them you can do this thing where it's like if you do the missions right and you get to them essentially the more stuff you do for them and depending on your outcomes of what you do too they'll dislike the certain things that you do to solve a situation or don't do to solve a situation but you can get friendly with them and if you reach friendly you have a relationship status and they all start off suspicious as the basic one. And then you can keep building it up towards where it's nice and then friendly. And when you get to friendly, every character has got a bonus. And w- while you have them in your main party, which means one of the two people that you can bring with you, you get a buff from whatever that is. I've reached friendly status with two of the characters. One of them gives me uh, extra insight. Essentially. I, I can't remember the actual name of the, uh, the stat. Um, and then there's, um, uh, the uh, the other one right now that I have maxed out will give me craftsmanship, uh, and I like that. It's it's a cool idea because it's like oh well you have a real care to want to move people around w- depending on what you're doing. Yeah, and it's like okay well if I'm going through something where I need a little bit more like I know that I'm about to have a lot of talking coming up. I'm gonna pull this character who has extra insight because he will Pick give apart me the
1: conversations and stuff, and
0: they will give me extra
1: dialogue options. That's cool.
0: Yeah, and I love that. So it's it's a really cool system. And then also, if you ignore people for too long and don't deal with their things, or if you bring them in and you react to situations wrong with them while they're in your party, all of the dialogue changes based off who's in your party, which is really cool for a game of this size and in this budget. Yeah. It's like if you if you had two characters with you and you're dealing with one situation, but then you have another character with you. Perfect example. That's a pretty early game. Uh, the native people of the land. You get one of them that you can bring around in your party and uh i did the part without her and then i was looking back and watching somebody else do something and i noticed they had her with her Uh, so whenever i saw uh essentially some inquisitors that were choking one out and saying like renounce your belief in the pagan gods and believe in our one true god which is a real interesting story thing too i like that they're doing the game but when they were doing all that um Nobody in my party was really against that because it's, we're not native. So it's like, you know, we're watching atrocity happen, but we're kind of like, ah, we don't know what's going on. Whereas if you have Seora in your party, who's one of the native tribes people who's, who, who accompany you, she'll look over and be like, what are you going to do about this? And it like completely changes that situation. It's just really cool. It's a type of game that, much like you're talking about with Dragon Quest, it's very rare that you get that type of game nowadays. Yeah, Me and Donovan were having a conversation. It's very rare that you get this type of RPG these days. Like even some of the great RPGs of this generation one of the only ones that stands out with with what feels like that much options to the things you can do and even then it's actually a little more constrained than that is the witcher three yeah like the witcher three has more stuff going on in a real open world but there's not like the finer things of like well do you have um you know do you have the vigor or the agility to jump up this thing and that creates a different pathway that you can go through and do. And you I, can complete like this in a completely like different that. way.
1: I wish that there were more games that were really, like I hear deliverance is like that where you get told where to go, but you don't get like a map or compass or anything. You've got to go find yeah,
0: it. Yeah, that's that's something that you've seen. And I'm glad that some games are starting to include that, like Red Dead did, where you could play completely without anybody. You can play in a mode that people would just tell you stuff and you'd never see it on a mini-map. So they, they'd be like, oh, well, it's west of Valentine. And you'd be like, okay, now i got to go look at, in the general vicinity of west of Valentine, so I can see where this is at. I like that; it's a cool thing hmm. to see. But I've been stuck on that almost exclusively. Though I am still playing my Vita uh, here and there with some of those um, Rattalica games that Josh sent me. Right now, I'm playing Super Willow D Make. It's not great. It's essentially like a Mario clone. Um, it's okay. It's very short and I'm almost to the platinum. So now, even though I'm right at the point of where I don't really want to play it anymore, since it's like two more levels to get platinum, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't normally do that, but it seems like, ah, it's close enough and easy enough. I'll go ahead and do it. Uh, but that's about it. So I guess that means that we will go into our community's take section as it were. Yeah. Uh, and yep, the community's yep. take question this week was, of course, based around the idea of state to play. Uh, and so what I said was, Thoughts on the recent state of play. Was the third time the charm in your opinion or does Sony still need to find their footing? Any announcement slash game stand out to you since this did have some non. they were announcements about games, but they weren't new announcements. Very odd. Uh, But we'll kind of talk about that and we'll mix together and what I'll go ahead and do here is we'll go ahead and cover real quick the state of play stuff, and then we'll start f- putting in the community feedback from the, p- between that. So the the biggest thing on the state of play, uh, sadly, uh, was The Last of Us Part Two, And I only say sadly because I, it's, I think it's a great point to go in and say here. I think Saul and I both swung really high because we felt like this is the time to do something. And I understood whenever I was doing it that I was honestly swinging too high, but I hope that at least one of the extra things outside of the last of us for me would have been true um the the trailer pissed
1: me off why because they spoilers for the trailer if you've not seen this trailer they showed the fact that they killed Dina
0: no that, see here's the thing that's funny about that, that
1: here's the, the here's where they oh, the this this the, still why it's shit or whoops pg-13 show that's a pg-13 word whatever why, why, <laughs> that, why that's still shit is that because here's the thing they should have showed anything about that because I am now going into that thinking it's either, A, Dina actually dying, or a misdirection. Either way, it's spoiled for me. I don't give a f- care in the world about not, what not happened. Not necessarily. No, I do because... But it depends. Because now I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, what character is it? Oh, what character is it? Now I know what the environment looks like. So what's going to happen? I'm like, oh, it's this guy with me. Or that girl with me. It's not Dina. Joel. it's necessarily. not Joel. Because like, where it happens
0: when, when she says it is in, like, an old rundown building. That's not enough to give it to you. But here's the bigger thing. The, and I don't know that they'll do this, but I am curious. That, Part of how Kojima loves movies so much. You know, have you ever seen movies that have completely different movie trailer Trailers, cuts yeah. That have scenes that are not anywhere in the movie, but
1: they're in the trailer
0: yep. just they, mislead you? They
1: piss me off then, too. Because it doesn't mislead you. It just gets you thinking. It's like somebody says, hey, that movie has a plot twist. Well, now I'm going to be guessing what the plot twist is the entire time I watch it.
0: Don't most movies have plot twists, though, So Not really, That's, no. <laughs> that seems like it's getting a little bit into the... I mean, plenty of movies have plot twists. A lot of movies do. It's not uncommon. Definitely nowadays. Yeah, but... I think maybe in the 90s, whenever it didn't happen all the time, someone was like, hey, this movie has a plot twist. But if like, you come oh. up,
1: But if you come up to me, yeah. I'm going to be looking for the plot twist the entire time the movie happens. And I don't want that because I'm not actively looking for a plot twist in a movie I've never seen. Because I'm not expecting a plot twist in every single movie. So well, it's
0: it's that you want to go into a movie without ex, without any
1: expectations. Yeah, and that, and here's the thing though: or, is and, that and even Game after and I've systems. seen, well, the trailers are the same. You know, I've seen trailers before that 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 this trailer could have been done better. This was not a good trailer. Is it it's the coolest thing about the trailer is it? showed Joel was back. Here's I the figured thing, that You though, would be
0: excited about that.
1: Here's the thing, though. That was another misdirection because it was a poorly edited trailer. Ellie was not inside of a house. Yes. when she said, "You're back," and then it cut to Joel who was inside of a house. Yes, it was poorly edited. I- that would that threw off no one because she was not talking to Joel under the bridge at that point. Joel did not meet Ellie at that point in that trailer. So
0: now you're led to believe it was
1: Dina. I doubt it was her because I think Ellie would have had a higher reaction to it, which I don't know. Honestly, it's, I'd it's have a, just as a bad, reaction. It's just a bad trailer.
0: I don't know it's a bad trailer and, and I don't think so but ra- I don't think it was necessarily amazing either now here's the thing my interest in the game is still very high Actually more so because of the little interview thing that they did on PlayStation's YouTube where you could go in and look and see And they, were, it, they actually discussed what the game the people who were invited to the Behind Closed Door event they discussed and showed gameplay that was part of that
1: three hour gameplay I don't event. care about any of that because they were invited there, they want to keep up good, uh, you know, morale about the game because they were invited to go well, see it. They're biased. Well,
0: but, but yeah, this is definitely biased because it was Naughty Dog themselves
1: talking about. Yeah, it. that's what it the care directors about and stuff. stuff. And it's, I don't care. It about, was just that they showed it. That was, I, they showed more stuff. That's I've seen I people like. talking about it too. Like kind of funny to, up, to upload a Game's Cast where they talked about. Like I don't care. Y'all, y'all literally got flown out there. You, I really, you know, I don't really think you're going to say anything and meaningful oh, bad or critique about the game. Yeah, because they flew you out there, and then you got to see it. You don't want to ruin that relationship.
0: I don't know. That one's, that is weird. I I would hope that most people have journalistic integrity where it's like, well, even if you did that, if you thought something was bad, you call it out. You know, I mean, that's, that should be the thing is,
1: is that even, even the thought of it and you know, I'm not super uh, trustworthy of most, some people on the internet like that. So it's just not like it's going to be in the back of my head. Like I don't, you know, I don't think that what they're saying is, is, applicable to this situation
0: well i you. guess what i do is i give the benefit of the doubt uh, and we can get moving on this we've spent a little bit longer on this i meant, but i'll give the benefit of the doubt because in my mind i think it's real easy like to say that we were lucky enough to get to go which that's way crazy never going to happen and or at least not any time around this but let's just say we would have went right right and this is just for the the situation if we went and i saw something i did not like I would clearly say it and I'd have no problem saying
1: yeah, it. Yeah, but we also don't have ties in the industry either. Where, where well, but I'm saying, a lot even, of things,
0: if, like- even if we were in that situation, you know, I have my integrity, be it journalistic or just integrity in general, my integrity enough is, is enough to say, hey, there's going to be people who look at us and look at us and go, "Well, they're a PlayStation podcast. They're they're immediately going to say only good things about
1: this." It calls out the most highest selling or highest per game of PlayStation history. Now
0: that's one of those weird things of like it can be one of two things, right? If the person watching that sees us saying good things about it, it could be because we're saying good things even though we saw bad things, but because we because we we're trying to keep face with you know the or, industry. or because we're a PlayStation podcast or It's the exclusive. There's that, but or it could be that I actually did see nothing but things I enjoyed. Yeah, but no one ever knows, and that's so the, you just have to trust the people that you're listening. That's how you
1: know because I didn't see a single thing in that trailer. I enjoyed it, except for a couple clips that were pretty cool with gameplay.
0: Trailers are weird,
1: and that's the thing is like if they're badly done, it, it takes away. For like, I'm still excited for the game. Obviously, I'm still getting the game, but it takes away. Like I did not like the state of play at all. The state of play was not great. And it was mainly because We'll, we'll get I was, into that in a little bit. Let's yeah. talk about more of the stuff. And I was mainly excited for that. So we'll, we will get back into okay. that. Uh,
0: so other thing that they did, that I actually thought this was a good avenue to do because why wait for a post if you're already doing something? They announced the PlayStation Plus free games for October. Which is cool. Being The Last of Us Remastered, which is a great move, obviously. Might as well get people plenty of time, ample time to go in and play it. Um, do I own that? And then MLB The Show 19 uh, is also on there as well. So that one's pretty cool. Good use of, of the month. I don't know if this is just a... It's weird. We haven't, it's been a while since we've seen two PlayStation exclusives come in, in the thing. So I actually think this is a cool month, uh, and I think a lot of people will be happy with that. They're two very different games, but they're both exclusives, which means that it, you would believe that they're both high-quality games, and sales would suggest they probably are. Uh, we saw a new story trailer for Modern Warfare, which was actually pretty interesting. Yeah. It got me interest in the story because I hadn't really looked into it at all. And the multiplayer, when I played the beta, actually kind of turned me off. I didn't love it. You didn't? No. Uh, not my type of game. Like, I, I, I clearly see the quality. Yeah, but not for me. It was we were, we're different, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's yeah. what it
1: was with breath, breath of Fresh Air of multiplayer games. It's like, this feels... It felt different from Call of Duty. I'll give it that. Yeah. like, it, it, But if, it
0: still didn't fall into the range of... Which, to be honest, the last four Call of Duty games or whatever haven't felt good online to me. Ironically, the only Call of Duty game I've loved online was the one game that everybody, everybody universally hates, hates which yeah. was Advanced Warfare. Uh, so, you know, I, I stand... Me and Blaze stand alone. We already know that. He was talking about that the other day that uh, somebody was asking him if he was going to play the new one. And he said, I don't know. You know, I really love Advanced Warfare. And they're like, that's the worst one they made. And that a is lot a lot of very... people will say Ghost is the
1: worst one they made, too. Yeah. So it was it's okay. Interesting.
0: Uh, next up, they did have a little pocket of, uh, of indie stuff. And we'll dive into this in a second, too, with, in terms of the way I feel about it. But I'm just going to get through the announcements first. So, uh, introduced uh, a game called Humanity that's coming to PS4 and PSVR uh, next year. Uh, they did a reveal of uh, Death Stranding Limited Edition PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, which I also will say is a pretty good looking console. Um uh, for that controller here's the thing about the controller that gets me and then we'll move on. So I didn't want to spend too much time on that. I saw somebody do an edit where you saw essentially like a baby etched in the
1: controller. That and why did
0: they not do that? It goes back to their thing of like, why does Sony not ever do anything enough with the controller? Yeah. They do cool stuff with the systems. They never do anything cool with a the controller.
1: Releasing that ugly Goku controller was enough. It was not. <laughs>
0: All right, next thing up, uh, Medieval got a PS4 demo launched uh, on the same day as the thing, so you can go play that now if you want to try out Medieval or if you're somebody who loved it in the past. Uh, I do say, fair warning, it's it's a game that is entirely meant to really get Pay to people to who played the game back then yeah. or really like games from that era and understand that it's going to play like a game from that era. So just... Uh, Keep that in mind. Uh, this one was actually kind of cool. Uh, six, Civilization Civilization Six comes to PS4 November twenty second. Uh, that one caught me a little bit off guard. I didn't expect it, a- and that was cool.
1: Apparently, the Switch version of the game has a really really cool control system for like the the, the touch controls. screen. I imagine no, because like just the, the buttons. Like it's, so, I'm really hoping. Apparently, well, what do you mean? Uh, uh, why would it be Because it's a Civ different? game. Because there's there's so many buttons on Civ well, on a keyboard that you have to use. Well, that's
0: what I mean. So why would it be different on Switch that has the exact same number of buttons as PlayStation?
1: No, I'm saying that uh, people are hoping that the playstation has the same controller layout as the switch yeah so uh, why wouldn't
0: it why are you not <laughs> i'm picking up on what you're saying but i don't know you said that somebody said it has a cool one on
1: the switch ha- yeah you cut me off immediately then it's a t- me
0: i mean i'm sorry for that but it's still it's going to be the same on ps4 unless people they're hope. utilizing touchscreen
1: yeah people hope that's they're the not utilizing utilizing touchscreen.
0: yeah well we'll see you have anything else you want to add to that well, who's using sorry. touchscreen hmm? i mean on, on switch they but, can it, it's already out Oh, I it's didn't been know out that. for months. Didn't know that. <laughs> That's Hey, I just bought a Switch again and I've had no urge <laughs> to play it since I've beaten <laughs> Astral Chain. I'm sorry that I'm not shoved up Nintendo's ass as much as you
1: are. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just, you know, I'm aware of what's going on in video game news. Apparently, yeah, what I'm, apparently gonna, I'm, honestly, I'm not too yeah. aware of the Switch. I'm sorry,
0: guys. Uh, I guess I could see that, though. Unlike the Vita that doesn't have a way to go to TV where they get, it's reasonable as to why you'd want to put touch controls in it, avoiding the PS TV dumb situation. Yeah. Uh, but you would you would not want to do too much to rely on the touchscreen if people were to dock the game yeah so it's well, my original
1: enough. point was people i've saw people complain about like or not complain but voice concern about controls i'm like as long as it adopts what the switch is doing then it'll be fine if people was the, yeah was, was the point of my bringing that up yeah
0: i got you um arise a simple story was another little indie game announced for the ps4 which actually looked good to me i mean that's my type of game uh, i like those little short Nice experiences. Uh, Waddam, which is a game from the creator of uh, Katamari Domacy, uh, has got a release date coming to PS4 in December. Uh, they showed off um, LA Noir, the VR case files, uh, which is out. It was a, it was a shadow drop uh, that day. And then they also did a cool thing where I liked that they did, instead of doing what they did with the first day to play, which was super VR heavy and just literally giving each game its individual thing, right. they did a kind of like a quick sizzle reel. It's like the only game that got standalone treatment was LA Noir. And then they were like, and here's all these other games. Yeah. And then they kind of just went on about their business. So that was it. It was 20 minutes. Um, you know? What are Pre, you going to
1: do? Yeah, pretty let down.
0: Now, we can get into our feelings in a second, and we're going to interlace those with what the community says. So let's go ahead and start pulling in some of the community's ones. Uh, let's see. Here we are. Mr. Sean is our first person over on Discord. He says, They have a better footing this time around, but it's mostly stuff we know. Fair enough. Uh, he says, with uh, with those shown, it was an okay show. They showed more the next day with some new titles that showed, that should have been in the state of play. Uh, and I agree with that. Uh, if you already were going to have more stuff to show the next day, why not just put them in the state of play? Why
1: did it have to be limited to 20 minutes? What I'm I don't
0: think it had to be. I think that they just already did it. Because, you know, state of play is pre-recorded. Just like, yeah. the, the, so, just so they knew it was 20 minutes. So when they teased it, they said, hey, it's 20 minutes. I don't know that it had to, but I'm, I do think that there's probably someone who thinks that brevity is good. But Nintendo has wildly different lengths uh, to
1: Rex. yeah they're 40 minutes long for yeah like the last one at yeah, least.
0: exactly so i mean eh, i get that as well uh liam over here on discord says it was bad no point to it every person saying it was good says so because of the last of us 2 i want to say something a little crazy right now i don't think it was just awful and i don't think that there was no point to it
1: yeah i don't think it was bad i, I think actually think that ironically
0: decent. it was the best state of play <laughs> it's not saying much but that's not that's what i was about to get at as it's not <laughs> it's not saying a lot but at the same time i don't want to say that there was no point to it and uh we have one more trash and then I'm going to start going a little bit more towards something different. Uh, Mr. Rob Henry says it was trash. We haven't heard anything official from them since May. And we get this 20 minute video of spliced together game trailers and a console compared to their competitors, Xbox and Nintendo. Their presentation was very weak. Xbox, which we've seen at the trade shows puts out an half an hour, uh, an hour and a half. Sorry. Press release with cast and bad jokes. And it makes them seem like they care about their fans. Um, so that's gonna be the last one and we can kind of dissect that i don't how do you feel did you see the little thing uh did you see the xbox inside xbox thing that i know have not, you ever watched any of them
1: yeah i've watched a couple of them they're yeah. not like they're same like with say A play is like their formula just doesn't work for me yeah just it's it's one of those things that's like say this say a play's pacing was a lot better but i do not like the host of the xbox inside i don't like any of that stuff it's just to me it's like well the only reason I would watch this is if it's coming i'll call all coming to games pass for pc so
0: well is it ironic that Nintendo surprisingly kind of bridges the gap between the two because the upside to having hosts are really just real humans involved in it is it gives it a little bit more Personality and charm—it feels less cold and corporate because it's a real person that's there.
1: Yeah, but sometimes the hosts
0: are just too much. But when you go too much, see, but Nintendo yeah. does the in between. They say, "Hey, here we go. We're moving through this thing, and then we're going to have little slices in of different people who are big in Nintendo." Well, that's uh, also kind of mixed there.
1: It's also te- uh, almost never in English. Technically, it's just a translator for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes it to me just a little bit better because sometimes the even if it's like slightly cringy, it comes off as humorous because of the way the translator yeah
0: says it. I'm going to throw Ray over real quick to some people who had a little bit more of a positive thing just so we kind of get a balance of it and then we'll go Saw and, and I will cap it off with our thoughts uh, Atlas Unchained one of our patrons he says I enjoy the state of plays a regular schedule would definitely help but I'm happy to see Sony at least trying the variety is nice too because you see things you wouldn't necessarily be aware of it definitely can improve no doubt but I think it's a cool little preview every now and then uh, another one that is a little bit more uh, in, in detail that I actually really like that he chose to do this. Um, long longtime listener and good, good community. I mean, he, Buddy. he has given us a lot of different good things to think about. He says I can understand how many people will feel that this was underwhelming and showing more of the same. However, in my opinion, the last Nintendo was underwhelming too. My interest is on Metroid prime and they still don't even hint about it at all. So on the one hand, it's all about what is expected from them and where your interests are. On the second hand, I following, uh, I've followed many gaming news through mainly podcasts these days, including of course, ours, uh, that we do weekly. Otherwise, i've skipped the death stranding extended video i did too Uh, the whole last of us part two stories that are going around these days this probably made the death stranding part in the last of us part two clips much more interesting for him so he said Uh, another thing is that sony developers are probably shifting gears for the ps5 and i very much doubt that they reveal anything before the official reveal of the ps5 which will probably happen this psx if there is one this year or early next year. I'm guessing February. That's my personal guess. But I think you're probably on a similar mind, mind new little wave there. Um, and you know, those are two that I think offer a lot of, uh, of things. And I think El goes into the best spot here, which is that, it all does depend on what you're expecting, on what you've seen, and then there is a little nugget of what uh, Atlas Unchained said, which I do like, is that the variety has been nice. Definitely on this one, the first one felt too VR heavy. Yeah. The second one felt too just indie heavy. This one was like, hey, here we are. Not only do we have some indies of a lot of different types for you, which was cool. I like that. And you know, one of the recent complaints that we've given uh, is that we had essentially, um. We, we we complained on our episode about Sony places uh, slowing down uh, at doing their stuff is that they weren't even talking about Indies like they used to, but if they're not going to do it in the official E E three venue or any of those things, and they're not going to have the PSX conference, then it's good that they still are showing that, Hey, we do still love e. We still do love Indies and we're just doing it in this new thing that we're doing. That is essentially for us. It's not replacing E three, but it's, Kind of a different avenue that we can do since we aren't doing E3. It's not that it's meant to be a one-to-one replacement, but it still lets us get out and show games off that not everybody would see. And then it does mean that there's going to be way more of a, you know, chance of people not liking it because they feel like, well, I only, I only care about triple A games. There's definitely always going to be gamers like that who go, well, I only care about triple A. So I just want to see that. Then you have the people, I feel like Nintendo directs, and I'm curious as what you think about this um, is, Nintendo directs are very similar to this in that they show a lot of indie games or a lot of smaller games. But I, I think that since PlayStation right now is the dominating overall console and it gets the majority of third party support, which is really triple A games for the most part, I feel like there's really a group of PlayStation gamers who want to see nothing more than the AAA A best of the best. And they don't like the indies at all. Whereas Nintendo, since it's a little bit more of a more fledgling console and has a lot of indie love coming out for it, I feel like maybe it's just that the audiences are a little more shifted towards having an indie love on the switch Then PS4 now?
1: Well, I really think that they saw what the Vita had, and then since the Vita started dwindling down, that they started taking some of that steam away from Vita where people saw and claimed Vita was successful because people used Vita as an indie JRPG game machine like that.
0: So you mean Nintendo? Nintendo, yeah,
1: yeah, Nintendo. Because I'm almost guaranteed that... the. That one of the reasons they wanted Hollow Knight so much on the Switch is because it's a perfect game for a portable system like that. Yeah. And that they uh they, they you know, they got that, they got Dead Cells, they got all this stuff like this. So I really think that it's more of what games make sense on for us on a on a portable front, but also to compare the direct to the to these are also really it's not, you can't do it quite yet because Nintendo's directs are so different talking mm-hmm. about, depending on which one we're talking about, because some of them have like five games and they're all focused at length. And then some of them have like 15 games and they're all focused within like two minute trailers.
0: And then some of them, some of the directs have been just for single games.
1: Yeah. There there was a, like a smash Brothers direct and then I think Pokemon there was a Pokemon direct. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know and the best ones are like the ones like where we got uh links awakening like that was nobody expected that that was the last thing nobody expected room factory 4 yeah. that was in there too and room factory 5 it's just like I
0: I did expect it uh, weirdly enough cuz they've it been saying so. forever that that game was a wild success to the point that they had to reprint it even though they had made as many copies as they thought they would sell
1: yeah um, but i wasn't expecting it there <laughs> of all places yeah fair enough but but yeah it's I, just it's one of those things that's like they they they're finding their footing and i i give them credit for that um, but you know, still gotta crit- criticize things even though they're fighting their footing, just like I do, everybody else.
0: One of the interesting things here, we got two more that are over on Twitter. I want to throw out because uh, they are interesting to me. Uh, Tyler Haynes, uh, Mister, he, he says, "I need more wow factors for how much they advertise for it." We knew about the Last of Us Part Two, but the games in front of it were just mad at me, and that kind of goes into what I was talking about. Of different audiences are going to view these things very differently. Uh, but one of the things I said back to that on Twitter actually was that you know. I actually feel like if they, I feel like the reception for this would have been slightly better if they would have never said anything about the Last of Us being there. If they instead would have just said, and, and I get what they did, you know, they they think, yeah, it, hey, we want the state of play to be good. So what what do people? What do most people love? The Last of Us. So we're going to go ahead and tell them it's there, so that people will have a it took the, the urge surprise to watch me. it. But I would have been way more impressed if I didn't know Last of Us was going to be there. Yep. And then at the end, they were like. Doom, doom, and you hear it, and you're like, "What? No, nah, there's no way this is the Not last of mention, us." Not to
1: mention, too, that like the Twitter marketing has been real heavy for Last of Us lately, exactly, and that really kind of ruined it. It took you out of the element of surprise, which and it was, surprisingly it, enough is why I didn't like the trailer.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. It, it's it's an interesting thing, but I do feel like some of this comes down to the way they frame things. I think part of why Nintendo's is good is that sometimes Nintendo comes out and says, "Hey, this is exactly what it's about." But, Most
1: times than not, it's you have
0: mo- no idea. Exactly. Most times it's just, hey, here's a direct. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to tell you there's anything been, about what to
1: expect. There's been things that I like, people are like, you know, Minecraft, Steve's going to be in the next director or whatever. People are like well, speculating and stuff, which is always fun. Yeah. But then, you know, it's the best ones. The best announcements are the surprising announcements. Yeah. That's always the case for me. Whether it's E3, PSX, whatever it is, surprise me and you win the announcement in a good way, of course. Okay.
0: Well, anything else you want to cover off of it? No. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I think we spent a little bit longer on that than I intended to. But the thing about the, the state of play is that it it directly... The fact that we got so many responses to this, and we didn't even get to brush on all of them. I am sorry to the people that we couldn't get to. Uh, but, you know, we got so many responses on this. I think this exactly kind of shows what we were talking about. is Whether or not it's a complete agreement and too complete of an agreement that they're slowing down too much, there's definitely a hunger from the PlayStation community to get something more. And this was their opportunity to get more... And it was just so mixed. And you can see that, like, yeah, you had an eclectic mix of games, and the way you showed it was a lot tighter, I think, and there's some good to that. Yeah. Uh, And I will say that I, I do think that this is their best state of play yet, and I do actually think that most of what they did was right. I think if they would have just changed the way they went about half of it, it would have felt even more impactful. Honestly, like I just said about The Last of Us, if that would've been the one change that they made, if they didn't say at all what was gonna be in there and then The Last of Us and Death Stranding were part of it, I think they would have got bigger hits. But Death Stranding's been being talked about too much lately. Um and then The Last of Us kinda got pre-hyped to death before it so it kind of took away the the pop of it and you know i think it might have had a better uh, impact from that but what's your kind of closing thoughts on that so
1: i mean i thought it was good you know a decent show overall wasn't bad, but really by any means there was some critique that i had with some of the stuff that was shown and then that you know some of the content in there wasn't exactly the content i wanted to see but you know they can't make everybody happy so good on them for at least trying and keep on with that footing and you know you'll be you'll be up there in something that I think everybody's going to be excited to say. Cause like Liam said, if you took last of it out, then a lot of people's major involvement and similar to what you said is a mirror too. If they didn't advertise last of us, there might not have been enough people involved in this. So like, that's the thing is that going forward after last of Us releases, these are going to either hit really, really hard or they're going to hit really, really soft.
0: Yeah. See, that was my thing is I knew it. And I know in Sony's mind, they were like, tell everybody the last of us is going to be there. So we have a lot of engagement. Yeah. But, that-
1: they almost like people thought they spoiled the, uh, the uh, release date on Twitter with that watch of Joel's that had the on 215 I was like that was kind of misleading I guess on purpose
0: yeah and we'll see it does seem like they're really and I could see why that would start to annoy you too is that they just have a ton of
1: Okay. Yeah, it's just like stop shoving this game <laughs> to my throat. All of a sudden, like
0: yeah, well, it's just it's and
1: it's all it's like what Days Gone did. Quiet. Then all of a sudden, bam, 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 yeah, bam, bam, true. bam, bam. It's annoying. The
0: Last of Us seems like here recently. It's all about misdirection. It, the Last of Us has been about misdirection from the get go,
1: which I've actually appreciated early.
0: Right, the first trailer was great because it's so ambiguous. Yeah, it's like, wow, is Joel there?
1: And then the second trailer was like, well, who are these people? Yeah. And then the third, the, well, the E3 trailer was good. And it was this gameplay. Trailer, it was
0: like, it had the same progress of Death Stranding, where it's like crazy trailers that leave you in this mystery of what the hell is yeah. going on. And then
1: a little difference. Since it's a new IP. Uh, well, then, And this trailer solidified the gameplay, but then it had it made the stupid misdirect, making the misdirections too obvious. It's like anybody who was watching that trailer would have caught that Ellie was out in the open under a bridge. And then all of a sudden, she's like... What are you doing here? And then is Joel in a house? And you, like, you know, what? I will dumb. give you
0: this. I was watching on a. I, I was watching at a stop. I stopped at a gas station to get gas on the drive back when a, Tuesday, uh, when I was on. A, I, I didn't get back home until like ten forty five. It sucked, but wow, yeah. So I, I was working while the state of play was going, so I couldn't even watch it. So I'm tired. Me too. I'm driving. I and I'm coming back, and it actually got me for like not even a full minute, but like I saw it and I was like, whoa show joel and he's I was like okay it's like tom Cruise. And in, in, in my mind in my mind i was like oh so he was the one who put his mic they they fooled me because i was tired and i wasn't and i was watching on a cell phone and not fully paying attention and then like a minute after the, the direct ended i kind of stopped i was like wait a minute joel's in the house <laughs> and yeah. then my mind was like wait what ellie looked like she was out in the open but i was like is it just was she in the open and the in like when the camera turns, there was like a dilapidated house that he was kind of half in, but they were out. And then I went back and watched. I was like, "Nah, this boy was in a
1: full on house. house. My, my biggest problem with this stuff is that just like Black Mirror, how every episode has to misdirect you to something else. You learn that pattern as you're watching, it, and then you start speculating. Yeah, it's true. What it happens, and it's the similar thing with not Shyamalan movies. You start trying to guess the plot twist because you, you know just, he's going to have a twist, so yeah. it ruins them. And then so you get your hopes up. And you're like, "That's going to be it, definitely." And it's not. You're like, "Well, that's not great. Like, that's not what I expected at all." That's the problem that this game has with me right now is that I, I've already speculated that's Joel dying and not Dino or Dino or whatever her name is, Dina, Dina, I think, yeah. Dina. Yeah. And it's not her dying. We don't know where she's at, but like that's the problem. Is that like now, no matter what I see in the video game, I've already thought through of multiple things that, that could be. And if it's not the one that I thought of, then great, good for surprising. But it might not be a great surprise. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. They're, like, they're actually
0: making it more of a challenge in themselves to specifically get to
1: you. It's being too, like they're trying. They're trying to misdirect you, but they're not doing it in a great way for me. Yeah, and I've it's got just to. it's just uh. Uh-uh
0: all right well Saul, you ready to head in the news i am first thing in the news i'm actually this is super crazy to me right this is so different than what we've been seeing Uh, but the call of duty partnership this year uh with playstation is quite interesting as it looks like the ps4 is going to be getting an exclusive game mode for an entire year if the fine print at the end of the trailer which called for timed exclusive content until october 1st 2020
1: as, as what if, it says as if exclusive games like that weren't as bad now you're getting exclusive game modes
0: No, it's a game mode within a game mode it's a specific it's a survival it's mode, a within game mode within it's not a game mode a game mode no yeah. it's,
1: it's 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 spec ops the entire game mode is it not no no it's
0: uh it's and i have to are you sure it, it, i, I read yeah it's survival mode which is a
1: sub game mode uh
0: that's what spec ops, spec ops is ops, a survival yeah. mode I mean, that's just what they said
1: I, I read, a uh, maybe the article I read was wrong, but the, the article is Spec Ops is exclusive. You can't get Spec Ops on Xbox until October
0: 2020. I don't know. Let's look it up in real time to make sure. For Spec Ops survival mode, it's a different one, yeah. It's like it's part of the inside. I don't know. If you know more about Call of Duty, let us know. I just thought it was crazy that, regardless of what it is, be it full on spec ops or what, the point that I'm making is we've never seen them go to this length. Even whenever they were partnered with uh,
1: Microsoft during the Xbox days,
0: they never did this. It was always just, hey, you're going to get the expansion packs
1: like a month early, you know? Well, there's an update, too, on GameSpot or on PC Gamer where it says GameSpot uh, that, quote, just the survival mode within the spec ops mode is PS4 exclusive. Every campaign, multiplayer, and. Sp- Everyone gets campaign multiplayer and spec ops. Unquote. The rep said. So okay. So what, what I said was correct. That's yes. what I, thought. I thought I read
0: it that way. Um, all right. Interesting. Uh, and we'll, I mean, they've gone through and reiterated. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be that. Uh, so another thing that happened after the state of play, uh, showed us new bits for the game. Like we were just talking about, uh, it was confirmed that The Last of Us 2 would no longer be including multiplayer after me and Saw had a conversation about it. And when I first saw that they said, oh, it won't have multiplayer, I thought, well, I guess I just remembered it entirely wrong. And I was like, nah, there's no way. And I went back and looked. And what originally happened was in E3 2018, the co director confirmed multiplayer, but he said, but we're not ready to talk about in what fashion yet. But you'll you'll be seeing it. And I knew. I was like, I wouldn't have had that wild hair yeah. on my own. I wouldn't have come up with that.
1: There's speculation that there are still open positions at Naughty Dog for multiplayer designers for The Last of Us. And people think that that is a placeholder for a game they're working on, like um, a Star Game. I can't think of what the name is now. But yeah. it's... it's it's an open position under a false title to, so they won't spoil the next title they're working Maybe,
0: on. Maybe, uh, but you know, what they said that, you know, they put out a, a, a Twitter thing so, what? It, and I'm not going to read it part verbatim, I didn't even put it over here, uh, but what they had said essentially was that the multiplayer became very ambitious project that they will be continuing work on and that the scope of what it was going to be was going to be too much and pull too much away from what The Last of Us needed to make sure that it was the perfect single player experience. So it sounds like what they're going to be doing and, and what they have essentially said is that they will release it in some form at a later date they don't go into too much more than that i have a couple of ideas i mean i could definitely see them just doing what rockstar did uh with red dead redemption online and just adding it to the game at a later date for people who own the game i could see it being a standalone free-to-play title i could see it being a small
1: a uh, a
0: small entry fee standalone purchase that you actually go through and say that's not
1: at that either that's the exact that's literally the exact same thing they did last year the last time around with the pass did to, you that? had to have the pass that came with a new copy of the game to play the multiplayer
0: oh yeah but i don't i don't if it, the multiplayer it depends on what the multiplayer is though that's where it comes into it when they're acting like it's this much bigger the problem with just the word I am, see how this is ambitious be this much bigger they the problem with the word all. ambitious is it gets hard to yeah what is that
1: but with factions itself the competitive 4v4 game mode or was it 5v5 i think it was 5v5 wasn't it yeah i think so um you can't get much more ambitious than that
0: well it depends I have an idea of where you get more ambitious with that, but I am curious as to whether it worked. I don't even know if I would like it, but I I could see it going.
1: They're gonna change. They're gonna end up if this is what if, if this is going way too ambitious and they end up changing the core of the gameplay. What's the point of even adding it?
0: Having both, you still having like essentially like Grand Theft Auto, where you can go through and you can do death matches, but then you can also just play in an open world. This is what I'm thinking. What if they kind of did a games-as-a-service game, because Sony doesn't have one of those right now, really, besides Gran Turismo, uh, and even then, not really. When you look at it, what if they did a games-as-a-service game that was essentially like a, them taking the idea behind like Red Dead Redemption Online and putting it in The Last of Us? You have an area where
1: everybody goes through and survives, and then instead of seeing last, enemies... That's not The Last of Us. Well, I mean, but isn't it? No.
0: It's why? <laughs> well, why
1: wouldn't it be? Because the Last of Us is not an online multiplayer game. Well, I don't like mean that. for that.
0: I don't mean with any kind of story. I don't mean anything. It's simply just a hub where you go through and you survive. I mean, at that point, it's why, the division.
1: And there's games that do it better. There's there's nothing that this game can do like in that sense. Of the, in that sense, that will stand out from other games in the same genre that do. Now that that's probably true, and, and that's I'm not problem. saying that. Yeah, that's I, the I problem though. Is it's going to literally become another game that's similar? Factions felt different. Factions was its own thing that didn't. It's hard to compare another third person multiplayer action game that compares to factions. Can you think of one? Oh, yeah, man, they
0: exist. I mean, honestly, if you even go into some of the games that are coming out, some of these Ghost Recon. I gonna say
1: maybe Ghost Recon, but I was talking about back then when it first came out and when people yeah, even on the PS4 remaster. I don't
0: play enough multiplayer games, but I know there are games that had that a little bit. Not not saying to the exact T, but I guess the reason it goes to show we view it very differently. Now I will say I love factions, and I didn't and I didn't expect to. You know, it was a I put it in and I started playing. I was like, how is a multiplayer game for a single player game? That and I definitely tend to think these are just gonna it feel became, tacked on, like, a cult
1: classic. I played like fifty
0: 50 hours of it. Yeah. Across the PS3 and the PS4 version. Correct me if
1: I'm wrong, too. Isn't that, isn't that like where they're like, it's classic Saw multiplayer where guns are scattered around the map? Um. I think so. It's think been so long since I've played. Yeah, it's been that's it's for the little bit that I didn't I haven't played play. since.
0: Yeah, I mean, even though I played fifty hours, that was all I played like twenty oh, five PS4 or thirty still, hours on PS3. Still up? Yeah, okay, they closed so I, the PS3
1: ones. I know definitely people are still playing to this day. Yeah, but um, I don't want it to become something it's not. But don't,
0: I, don't, I'll, I'll give you this. Don't go speaking into what you're talking about. You said that Factions was its own separate thing, but what I love about Factions being its own separate thing is that it still felt decidedly the last of us. It was like, well, this is kind of what would happen. Right. It was the if basic idea of thing,
1: and like you have open lobbies where people join and now talking and running around stuff. It doesn't like class of us anymore like that. Like in a casual sense where Realistically, it did kind of feel out of place for the first one, but it worked. I don't foresee.
0: I th- didn't think it felt out of place at all, but I guess it's more from the, the idea of how the game mode worked. Well, it was talking like about the, every the, the, major staple was in there. You know, crafting was in there. Uh, the listening mode thing was well, in it's there. It's
1: more it, about the, what the the vision and the uh, not vision, but the uh, the word around the word around the game was. So it it's like you're going to play this beautiful story-based. Like, that's okay, true. Okay, and then like also it has really good multiplayer. You're like, what? Yeah,
0: most people be like, a, a really yeah. good single-player story tends to not have really good multiplayer. Exactly. Definitely in an and ex- but in an exclusive. you know my
1: point is is i'm tired of people doing things to be ambitious just to do it to be ambitious like you know one of the things i said in discord the other day was like god of war the new one did not need this long of a storyline that it had did you see that the last of us 2 is going to be their longest game yeah keep it hard keep it PG-13 I'm tired of this this is I, this is a trend I can't stand here's a hot take games don't need to be long just to be good like this they don't need to be expansive to be good didn't I'm they, sick of
0: this didn't you hear no don't no, wrong it may be great I'm not judging the game I am sick of this I'm judging it, I'm judging why that feel, everybody feels the need to go towards this yes it
1: doesn't God of War was a fine series at 12 to 20 hours you didn't have to have a 40 hour epic for it to be a good game it made but it was a good game it I'll was, give it that it but it didn't have to be there's yeah. also things that could have been cut to maybe 30 hours on the overall spectrum maybe yeah you don't have to have a 60 hour game to be good i could drag but quest, everybody wants to dragon do that quest now. 11 60 hours you don't have to like you go into a jrpg persona uh dragon quest some final fantasies you know you're putting a lot of time in that you don't go you don't do that with the last of us last of a story took what 25 hours i don't even think it was that at, long i was going to say at most yeah and i think that was on my the second to last difficulty because i could not be the last difficulty. grounded grounded was the hardest well, what's the second to last? I don't remember. Okay. It's the one that I think you lost your hub.
0: HUD. I thought Grounded was the one that lost your hub, but either way. Okay, then maybe what it was the saying. hardest. That goes back to like I talked about with, so for some reason, this gen, in the, in the topic that we talked about with some games needing to feel longer and some games needing to feel shorter. Every, every... There was an obsession with going as open as possible. If not going full on open world, but like, well, we're still going to go open. And like I said, Thankfully Lost Legacy gives me more faith that they can do it because it was a better style of open but then you have Uncharted 4's openness it was like I would have actually like I kind of enjoyed it the first time because you're still wrapped up in the game but as soon as I was done I was kind of like if I, re- I haven't replayed the game yet Like if I replay it it's going to be super annoying. How long was Lost Legacy? Uh, 10 hours, 12 hours maybe. Still pretty good, right? Yeah, solid. How good was Metro? Uh, Metro was great and I'd say it was probably about 15 to 20 hours.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. 4. Yeah. you see a trend here you don't have to have a, a 50 hour epic for it to be a good game and why double the length of the original last of us game hey. at its longest why
0: that goes into my thing and i know this is uh, i say it all the time but that's why i never understood all the hate towards the order why does it matter if a game is six hours if that's your only complaint that's not enough if the rest of the game was still solid, that's not enough. I mean, you can say that you wish it's yeah. longer and that a sequel be longer, and that's fine. But to sit there and give the game a two out of ten, with the only
1: real negative being that it was too short, I think the what I is think, that? I do think the one of the issues with the order though is that is is the cutscene heaviness of it, and the amount yeah. of cutscene time versus gameplay time is where people get off there. Yeah, uh, and I've seen which some is which say is that. Yeah. that is a that's a in my opinion that's a valid critique. But yeah, for games like this, I am sick of this trend. Final Fantasy 7, we don't know it yet, and that's one of the biggest games that I've been criticizing for the length. Yeah, I'll, I'll find out if I'm right, but if someone – and I also had somebody else tell me this the other day that really pissed me off. We were talking about it, and they were like, well, this what, what this wasn't for you because they're putting all this in here. This is for people who never played the series. Well, this no. is a game for the fans. Yes, this game is. would not be coming back for not the fans. I don't give,
0: and the fans that spread the word to have people who never play it wish that
1: they would have played. Yes, and yeah. that's the problem: is that like I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not looking forward to going through 40 hours of content uh, in between now and Midgar to get to the, the Crisis on, Core story that I already w- know when
0: we don't know what the story.
1: I, I understand. That's I'm, why I'm so. Uh, I'm just kind of trusting them right now. That's well. That's why I'm saying I'm cautiously we'll optimistic, but yeah. I'm on the fence of like, does it doesn't need to be this long, guys? It doesn't need to be 120 hours, is what it would technically end up being. That's not the tagline of this show. Cautiously optimistic. We say that so often, but it's it's kind of the perfect wording. I didn't realize that game will be $120. I mean, 120 hours and about $200 after taxes for everything, for the three versions. Or, or if it's three, we still don't know. Well, I was telling Sean that the other day. He's like, well, there's only three discs. I'm like, yeah, but the disc one, you got to Midgar, and that was four hours. And I said, we're spending 40 hours in Midgar now, or two Midgar. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh,
0: anyway, we're going to keep moving on. Uh, Death Stranding will make use of its exclusivity by tapping into the DualShock 4 speaker and using it as a means for the Bridge Baby to communicate with players. Uh, now, that game this was confirmed in a tweet uh, from Kojima days after the, go- the game also went gold ahead of its release, which is cool. Um, it, it it does turn kind the of thing up. I, I, it seems like it's another one of those just little things. It's fine. I don't think that the baby can actually talk to you. If so, I would be gladly happy with that. Uh, I feel like this is just another little thing where it's like the baby's. Just, you're gonna hear it crying, and it's not gonna actually matter.
1: I don't like. I, I don't like that. I don't like that in any game that's ever done it except for the speaker or, Yeah,
0: like I, I love it, and but I guess there's not very many games I play that use it wrong. Most of the games I've seen it used in that I love it in are games where they use it for like uh, vocal recordings of so things that you pick up, and it sounds like it's coming out of a tape player, which I love. <laughs> to me, that's a that's a immersive and I don't play with headphones that's another thing if you play with headphones it feels pointless it
1: was really cool for them it never made sense in the series that you could hear this anyways but it was really cool that they did it in Grand Theft Auto because in Grand Theft Auto 5 if you're running away or whatever it's the police radio yeah, and it comes through. And you're that's like, that's my point. It's really cool when done right. But that's a great idea, and and
0: those are most of the things it has been used for. Most people like have that, not though. used the, the. I love it in games when it's like people who are contacting you over radio and they shoot it down there. I love that because it sounds game, like a radio. Was
1: it Surge that picked up voice recordings that did it through that?
0: Uh, maybe I don't remember. um I think so, because there's plenty of games that have done their collectibles to it. I mean, yeah. Kills on Shadowfall did
1: theirs to it, and I love it. I don't want to hear a baby threat, though. I'm going to disable that. Yeah, that
0: one's seen. It, unless the baby. It, and it's weird because it goes tied. It, it depends. It could work by being tied in that, you know, his idea is how this all going to be different, and this is the other side. It's kind of like, oh, the controller is the means to connect to this other side when you're in your normal mode. It's hard to say. It could be. This is something I have to reserve judgment for until it comes out.
1: This is my phone. Hold it like your PlayStation controller. Where's it at? In your belly. <laughs> you're going to hear it crying where Norman Reedus is going to hear the baby crying. There you go. <laughs> I'm still going to disable it. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's actually not a bad idea because if you're sitting there playing a game, you're playing it like this, you're going you're gonna to hear the baby down there, which is technically where it would retrospective be. in the audio. It'd be
0: more interesting if Death Stranding was a first-person game. Yeah. And, and, and you look down and be like, whoa. <laughs> uh, anyway. It wouldn't,
1: wouldn't really work with me and uh, um, a headset.
0: Yeah, see that's a, I I normally don't play with that. That's headset. another game
1: that better not be 60 hours do. long. Yeah. yeah. That game's
0: 60 hours long. I'm a... Kojima? Well, wasn't Metal Gear Solid 5 like 40 hours long? For no real reason.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Because you actually 10 technically hours into the game, game. yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna keep going. Uh, the PlayStation Hits lineup, which Sony uses to take the biggest PS4 games and re-release them at budget prices, is set to expand this fall with the likes of Far Cry 4, God of War, Gran Turismo Sport, Rayman Legends, The Crew, Uncharted, Lost Legacy, and Watchdogs joining the lineup. There's a lot of Ubisoft games. It is. I don't know what's going on there.
1: Uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody uh, on the. I hate the fact that people acted like this, but I got a laugh out of it. Somebody on the um, PS4 subreddit was like, man, favorite, we're going to be good. They said, uh, Last of Us, Cyberpunk, and then Watch Dogs. And then somebody commented saying, one of those is not like the others. <laughs> I was like, that's a shitty thing to say. Let somebody enjoy their games.
0: Well, what I love about that is that it's less of the imagination of the person and what they like as to which one's not like the other.
1: yeah. It's still mean to say. <laughs> Let them enjoy their games. Because I'm
0: sure there's somebody who's like, "Yeah, of course, Cyberpunk's bullcrap is not going to be near as good as Watch Dogs and The Last of Us." Or somebody who thinks that, it, honestly, if there's a common thread, I think Cyberpunk and Watch Dogs have more in common than The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, so- don't get me wrong because I was going to say, it. don't get me wrong, but like games can be long. They just need. To, they don't need to be needlessly long to show me that that's a good game, or like to show me that, you know. I don't have to hear, like, oh, this is going to be ambitious. We're doubling the time. It's like, that's not ambitious just because you're doubling the time. It really. And if you're
0: only off. doubling the time just to get a clock count out of it. yeah. It? That's why, again, I'm not judging any game yet. But yeah. I
1: am a little disappointed with the obsession with it this yeah, generation. Yeah, it is a very big obsession. And, like, that's what I was going to bring up is, like, Cyberpunk is one of those games that it's an RPG. I will stick a lot of time into that game making characters. Experimenting oh, yeah. with builds all kinds of Dude, things in that I'm game. I'm
0: barely anywhere in the story for Greedfall, and I've been playing for 20 hours. Yeah. And, I, and I that's just,
1: perfectly fine. I just—it's going to be real hard for a game like Last of Us to it? Have they confirmed it's open world? No, it's it's wide linear like Lost Legacy, that was ten hours long. Well,
0: but but for what you were doing, it made sense for Lost Legacy. Does that makes sixty sense? hours
1: in that game, though. Can you imagine playing Lost Legacy for sixty hours? It depends. 50, if, if the Last hours. of Us is—if the Last of Us is thirty-five
0: hours because of the extra wideness, then it has a chance of the horse riding. riding the line.
1: With you saying that and me seeing horse riding is was really concerning me. Yeah, I could see that, but there's not a lot of
0: horse riding. Apparently, it's just it's kind of like the first game. It's going to it's be on. Funny scripted you moments. said that
1: because we've seen a lot of green screen and motion capture on horses. That is true, but I mean <laughs> a lot.
0: <laughs> so I'm just that is of, true. Kind of worried. They're obsessed with detail, though. So we've they even are. seen green screen on a dog. You know, we've seen motion capture on dogs, and now we just know that the dogs are part of the game. So it's, and you can
1: or cannot kill them.
0: Yeah, I like that. I love that, uh, that aspect. Yeah, you can go through the whole game avoiding all enemies, essentially. For the most don't part. kill the dogs. Um, anyway. Even if they're bad doggies. Next thing up, and there's a lot of places in news this week, which is don't great.
1: skip this one, though.
0: Why? Oh, project. yeah, never mind. I got you. Uh, NPD results have come out for the, the last month. But the most interesting part of it, to go through all of it, uh, is a listing of the best-selling PS4 exclusives of all time. So this is from the start of the system on. Uh, removing the common bestsellers that you normally see, like Grand Theft Auto V and Minecraft and all the other third-party games that do really big, like Call of Duty as well. Uh, it's real interesting to see it paired down. So, unsurprisingly, Marvel Spider-Man's number one. God of War, number two. Also, not that surprising. Horizon Zero Dawn at three is a little surprising that it beat out Uncharted 4. As a, as a established yeah, game. Yeah, that's really series. good for
1: a new IP to be out an established IP. Very much.
0: Uh, Bloodborne is number five uh, after Uncharted 4. Uh, Days Gone <laughs> is number six. Now, this one is wild to me. I just looked at the last three and it just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? We'll go ahead and speed through those, though. Uh, so Days Gone's number six. Infamous Second Son's number seven. And then the last three are all MLB 17, 19, and
1: 18. Not even um, in order.
0: <laughs> not even in order. It's but,
1: like they lost fans <laughs> over a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's what the, Here's what's interesting about this we, you were just talking about how Horizon Zero Dawn is impressive to beat out a game like Uncharted that it literally is like the face of a console yeah the it's fact, that, that, day's the fact that Days Gone came out this year it beat out Infamous with, in a rough state with mixed reviews and not only did it beat out Infamous it beat out all of the the sports games that they make out that sell well it yeah. beat out here's another a couple other games that sold very well that's just surprising to see that it beat out that quickly Detroit Become Human Completely, I mean, not even anywhere near this list. It's a multi platform. Uh, now it is because of PC, but it, you know, it hadn't, it only been for like a month.
1: Is Until Dawn a multi platform?
0: Nope. Exclusive.
1: So, and Man, that's another Ma- game. Wise Man of Madonna on Xbox. It's part of the Dark S- Pictures saga. It's super, like-
0: super massive. Oh, Until Dawn's not part of that saga. Super Massive is a company that made Until Dawn, but it's a standalone title.
1: I thought it was a part of the Dark Pictures. Nope. Dark Pictures
0: is its own standalone thing. Oh. But it has a lot of inspiration from... I can see that, yeah. ...until dawn. Same developers. Yeah, same developers. Uh, Anyway, so the other games that are not on there... And this is the biggest one to me that's surprising. Uncharted Lost Legacy... Days Gone beat out
1: Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy is not even on the list. And that game, I was actually looking into it the other day to see it's gotten a lot of patches and fixed a lot of its problems since I played it. Yeah, They's let gone's alone got a at ton large. of patches. Yeah, so I'm actually considering maybe going back. Now they've been very vocal with the community. I think it's part of it.
0: it. You know, I kept saying I love Ben Studio and I've been wanting to see them do more and more. And I, I was ready to see them get the real recognition they deserve. Yeah. And they got that with, to an extent, with Uncharted on Vita. They got that. Everybody knew that as, like, the the crushing game on Vita. It was like, oh, this is one of the system sellers alongside, like, Persona 4 Golden. Uh, so that was cool, but this is crazy. How long How has long gone. gone? Days gone? Um, 35 hours.
1: Makes my sense for, like, how kind of game it is.
0: Yeah, it's very much like Horizon. It needs to be the length it is for the most part. The only thing I'd say is I wish that they would have rearrange some of the things they choose to give you because the beginning is just a little slower. I
1: wonder, is the Sony uh, app up or the website up that you could see how much, like where your... Sorry, I thought I was going burp. Your uh, your most played games were last year?
0: Oh, um, I don't know. It might be. But I'm going to keep on moving on with the news for now. Uh, PlayStation have taken to the PS blog to announce a partnership with the United Nations in the way of playing for the planet. This is an effort to combat climate change, climate change, not climate, uh, climate change with Sony promising that PS5 will reduce the power consumption of the suspend gameplay feature drastically, which they estimate will save the equivalent of the average electricity usage of 1000 homes. If just 1 million users were to enable the feature, this is the first step in many that they have planned moving forward, uh, looking at their carbon footprint and a lot of different things and making sure that people are aware of how to do these things uh while also giving you the option which is interesting yeah i don't know what that's going to be it may be that the power save that is uh the extreme power save is that it takes a little bit longer to boot up and it, it may be that they want to give the option to people who go well we don't want to sp- spend that extra time i think this is cool personally uh you know climate change is a weird subject that i'm not going to remotely brush in this no but my point being is that i don't really think that there's any harm Looking at it from a company standpoint, if a company looks at it like, hey, there's a chance that this is real. Let's just do it. Um, That's I think this is cool. And it's, it's all optional. You know what I mean? He's smiling because I said Chance. Look, I'm just trying to play as in the middle as I can. It's real. You're a, you're a fucking
1: idiot if you think climate this change is, is fake. This is not. You're, I'm just going to say that. You're an idiot if you think climate change is fake. We are not a political podcast. That's not political. That's that's science. <laughs> you're, you're an idiot if you think climate change is fake. But it's so politi- it's been nope. so politicized. It's, 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 uh, my I don't point. care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about who's surrounding it. I don't. Well,
0: we're going to keep moving
1: on. <laughs> that's why like, I just let like the camera smile when you said Chance. I'm like, no, he did not. <laughs> I know, but I, I'm
0: just trying to remain. You know what? My thing is, I'm not a scientist scientist, I cannot prove to you this, that climate change is real. Brew t-
1: brew, uh, prove to you that my lungs can breathe air, but then I can show you an article that says that they can. <laughs> Alright,
0: next up. Uh, after countless oh, teases God. and delays, Stardew Valley finally adds multiplayer to the PS4 version. So if you've stepped away from the game but want to play with friends, now it's time to get back to it. Uh, if you're on Xbox and you're curious about that, it's not working on Xbox yet, so there you go. Uh, the newly formed once-lost games, and this is super cool to me, uh, comprised of a number of Elder Scrolls veterans from the early days of Arena and Dagger fall have announced their upcoming project to be a, a quote massive open world fantasy adventure end quote with the studio claiming the aim is to quote meet the gap between the deep complex design pillars of games from the 1990s with the production values improved controls and quality of life features in games today end quote there is no name for the project yet so you can't look at it that way but the studio confirms plans for an exciting announcement by the end of the year I don't know what
1: that was. Uh, ballistic missile alert?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that, that's exactly what it was. My wife is apparently sending a missile to our studio. Why, um, why is
1: that your notification? That's scary.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My phone's normally not allowed. I don't pay attention to these things. Uh, it was an alarm that I don't know why I was set. But anyway, um,. This one's cool because this kind of goes into a lot of people feel like that Bethesda has stepped away from a lot of things that people love about them. So it's really nice to see another studio step in and go, hey, if you liked this style of Elder Scrolls, which is more like Oblivion, Morrowind, and the previous ones, because Oblivion and Morrowind are way more like uh, like, like Daggerfall
1: and Arena than they really are to Skyrim. I was going to say, they're more like a tabletop story, where Skyrim is more like a book story.
0: Yes, and that kind of goes in. Part of what I'm loving about the way they're describing this is this is very similar to what I think of Greedfall. Greedfall is the type of game that brings in all these different crazy things that you can do in complex designs where it's like, well, do you want to do this? But you can't do this, but you can do this. And then we have all these different ways that you can solve situations and problems from all the way down to talking. Not only can you talk your way out of situations, you can also act your way out of situations depending on what you're doing. I think that's cool. Uh, and, I'm again, I guess it's that Greedfall has reignited the fire in me that very few games – have scratched that itch in a while, so if they're going to do something similar, I'm all down for it. Uh, next up, WB Games Montreal, the studio behind the loved step-sibling of the Arkham series, Arkham Origins, has been teasing something on their Twitter, which looks to confirm a new Batman game from them that looks and is speculated to focus on The Court of Owls. This teaser was posted Monday with the tagline, Capture the Night. This timing-fueled speculation that we'd see it as a state of play, but that did not come to pass, meaning we could still be seeing it any day.
1: Um... One of the uh, symbols that they used in that trailer did look very similar to a Court of Owls um, symbol, just so that everybody knows. It's a little, it's a, it's almost like a sigil, uh, mm-hmm. or sigil, mm-hmm. sigil, sigil. Um, you know josh was talking about this on discord
0: that he thought that we'd see a new batman game because of all this stuff and i kept saying like you know i I thought that too but you know how many times we've guessed that and it's not come to fruition so i just kind of leave it to the point of i wasn't going to put it out there and just hope that it did happen but it's a good thing that i didn't because it wouldn't have been part of the state of play even though i think that probably would have been a pretty cool way to do it
1: yeah 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 Yeah. and that's and for those that are interested if you do want to prep before you play the game there is a catch-all graphic novel that Actually, we have a Books-A-Million, not a Barnes & Noble, that you could buy at our Books-A-Million that actually comes with a Court of Owls mask and Which you stand is for it for $20. Yeah, You get a, a pretty thick graphic novel and you get a, a cool little collector's item with it. It's pretty cool. It's a All good graphic right. novel.
0: And the last thing on the news before we go into our other thing is to close out... We'll talk about the PlayStation's recently submitted patent for a smartphone app named PlayStation Assist. Patents don't always come to fruition, of course, so I mean we don't know. But if this one were to come to fruition, PlayStation has outlined examples in Horizon and in Skyrim where you can ask your phone via the app for help finding the nearest help or uh, the, the nearest health, for example, in Horizon, and it would mark the in-game map with the location of the nearest health so that you could actually go and grab it. Uh, or they also showed an example of Skyrim where you ask it. Where can you get a specific type of loot? And it would give you information on where you might find it in the game, when and where it is, if there's any kind of mission that you have to do to get it. And it's kind of just like an overall assist app. It may not happen. That's the first of all There's so many
1: useless apps in the world. And then
0: the second of all thing is that even if Sony were to do this and put it out, it Google relies it. entirely on yeah but this is just a one hub to do it i kind of get the idea it's to make it easier for the people that feel like they need the help and they don't even feel like they have to go and dig through a bunch of different forms if all the information's in one spot you kind of got it but the bigger thing that you have to do with that is these types of features are things that developers have to support yeah xbox had their second screen thing where you could have like your app you xbox could have your glass exactly that's right? what it was called and you could Like, you know, one of the things that people were talking about was like, in Fable, you can have your map entirely off to the side and you can see it, and that way you can, in real time, view your map and where your character's moving on. But you never have to take it.
1: Exactly. That's the problem. These apps all sound great. Unless they pull some kind of metadata that the developers make for, I mean, not the developers make that the Sony can make for it itself. Essentially,
0: make it as easy on the developers as possible,
1: or, or hire uh, people who um, who write like Prima guides and stuff like that. See, that's what I better. was thinking.
0: Is that the only problem I could see with that is it would have an effect on people who feel the need to do the Prima stuff, be it online Prima or the actual
1: books. It just seems like if I'm in a video game and I can't find health, I'm not opening up my smartphone. That's the most like biggest, newest problem I've ever heard of. Unless
0: like, I'm just like really confused and I've come back into a game like No Man's Sky that's completely changed the God, way dude, you I heal. Start the
1: game. <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, yeah, I'll go watch a YouTube video if I Me go too. back to No Man's... Like a game like that, Like, I want to learn what's going on. I'll yeah. go watch a YouTube video to figure out like why this is not working because it's changed drastically. But if I'm playing a game and I can't find health, I'm not going to open my phone up to go find health. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to open up my game and try to go find treasure in Skyrim. I'm going to go find it. That's the point of a, a, you know, an yeah. adventure game. Yeah, adventure. adventure. See what it comes across. Yeah. I haven't done any kind of looking up for Greedfall at all because I don't want to. It's very rare to look up anything. I had to look up one thing for Link's Awakening for the for the trading thing to get the magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very rare. that I can't remember other than that. The last time I actually looked something up. Unless you're doing again. like trophy guides. I understand trophy do gods. Trophy, guys, a, but trophy that's gods a whole are understandable game. because you typically do that anyways when you're done with the game, or you go. You're only playing the game to, to get, get the trophy, the trophy which I can. don't do. But yeah, um, well, no, I'm saying like like you you may pick up a game like you, you know what I've been meaning to play that it has a trophy on it. Might as well fall god as I play or something.
0: See, I, I've never done that. To me, that ruins the whole point of playing through the game. I want to play through the game naturally one way. But and that's also get, why my favorite trophies are games that don't require you to play the game a second time. If you get if you can give me a platinum that's all with uh, you know, extra game content, I'm happy. I think
1: I actually do think the the last time I looked at a guide like that was for a trophy game and it was to get the platinum in, um, in, uh, days of tentacle. And Mm. there is one spot that you can mess up in and not get the platinum because of it. And has a restart.
0: All right, it's time to move into the main topic, uh, which, of course, I'm sure a lot of you have seen. PlayStation recently announced and launched a direct way to buy their games, consoles, and some accessories uh, from Sony with an online storefront that's integrated in with PlayStation.com. So it's direct.playstation.com. The site aims for all pricing to align with what you'd expect from other retailers with a neat bonus. And I actually really love this. This is very much in line with what Amazon decided to do with their thing. All PS Plus subscribers get free one-day express shipping from anything they buy on there. That's amazing. That is a great, great move. I actually would have thought that this kind of seems pointless. Oh, without that. Without this. And yeah. well, I'm not going to say I, that's a little unfair. I kind of get it because it means that the, essentially the, the best way to describe this is why send your stuff off to Walmart, GameStop, all these different places and have to sell it. If you can keep it at the same price as they have it at, but then not have to lose any kind of margin on it, bam, you got well, it. Well, here's
1: the problem is that I do actually think that it would be a almost a failed site on launch without that. I think that. I do think because, it would be a failed site on launch, yeah. Because I'm not going to order a video game from a website that is going to take a week to get here. I will go to Amazon Prime, or better yet, I will walk. I'll walk I'm walk. I not walking anywhere. I will drive to Walmart <laughs> and grab the – or target or grab the game or a, a gift card there to download it. Like yeah. Like, well, and have it then there's, not... and
0: there's so much competition right? like you just said it you is. could go to yeah. Amazon right? and so many people already have Prime For there's people that have Prime just for the shipping and then will watch the video there's people who have Prime just for the video and don't even pay attention to shipping and then end up finding out about it and go wow I don't normally out, order much stuff but I can and get yeah. it here in two days sometimes one day
1: and then you find out The Boys is on Amazon which is an amazing show <laughs> and then you watch it there uh,
0: you know but I, I do agree with you I think it would have been a lot more, I, it would have been a lot less successful. But I understand the basic idea about it. You know, there's there's some people that don't really. I guess it, there is a nice feeling of this is a game company that's selling me games. Amazon's not necessarily a game company, so I could see you having a worry of they're
1: going to mess something up. Well, Sony's not necessarily a game company either. Yeah, it's their most thriving business. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, Well, now, I don't know, now that Marvel has uh, Spider-Man again for one last movie and a cameo, or uh, one last movie and then a part in another movie, then uh, who knows. But yeah, it's one of those things that for me... It's kind of cool. I'm not ever going to use it because I buy everything digitally through their in-app store, anyways. So they kind of get all the money there. Uh, you've, yeah, you've or essentially well, already got it. Yeah, you're just going through the direct digital store. Technically, developers have it, but they have that extra. They have that fee that that they get. You know, the cut uh, where yeah. GameStop would normally get that cut. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's so easy just to sit there and download a game from my phone or from the app store, and it's one of those things that's you know you. I've been spoiled by you know these these game systems now because I can just download and forget it. I could just you know throw it and download, walk away, and then when I come back to pick up my controller or pick up the switch or whatever, it's downloaded. You know I'm not waiting. Um, I'm doing something else in the meantime. No, you can't. Of course,
0: and I'm just bringing this up. You can't do that with console. You know, physical items, controllers, consoles. You have to get them from somewhere. So you know, oh, yeah. if you can look and go, if you could well, I can download a console. Can, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd be weird, wouldn't it? Uh, but. I, I guess you could download That's a, what a streaming services kind interface. of That kind of, yeah. Um, but you know, you, when you're looking at that, it's like, well, you know, you could go to Amazon and get it in two days, maybe even one day. Or you could be like, well, I've got a PS Plus. I might as well just buy it from PlayStation. And maybe the. And here's the bigger thing right now, with the way they're doing it, it's kind of just a. Which one do you want to support? Do you want to use your Prime one more? Because if you have Prime and you have Plus, it literally doesn't really matter where you go through. You're going to get it in essentially the same speed. At that
1: point, I don't even go down to like what company do I support because that kind of thing. It's more of a I don't care about that more, but of a convenience thing. Like, I mean, honestly, going to be like, is it is it the one thing that I'm iffy about, I do not know how they are going to do one day shipping on everybody in the United States. That is what would be impressive. Is to it everyone.
0: weird that I had the thought, of, what if they're partnered with Amazon with this, and it's all just essentially Amazon, or Prime? maybe even
1: like Walmart or something? I don't know how they're getting it out every day to everybody one. When we just now got an Amazon um, warehouse like 300 miles away from here that allows one day here. Yeah. How is this? How is Sony of all people going to be able to one day me something?
0: Yeah. Honestly, when, uh, when I first read the Express, I thought two days, and then when it said free one-day shipping on the PS blog post, I, I keep waiting to be like, now, is this going to
1: be amended? Is this a UK thing because of it being on the Express? US only. Okay. That's, man, that's, I, I want to believe it because that would be good. I just don't see how. I'm, I'm probably going to try it just out of curiosity i mean can you download not that this matters because this is you know we didn't get mailed a digital game but uh can you download digital stuff on there or are they just going to leave that for their own in-app store
0: i'd imagine that they're probably just going to leave it alone because this is really going to be for physical i saw stuff.
1: that i saw that you said something about it and ryan did too on twitter about how y'all hope that the credit card that y'all have the sorry credit card ties in reward points on here they haven't said nothing about that'd be great that either.
0: and but here's the thing about the rewards points I'm sure that what you buy from there will give you extra points. That's one thing. But then you yeah. also have the point of like, it gets really weird because it'd be cool if you could just use that as your storefront for spending your points. Because right now when you spend the points, you don't get any kind of expedited well, shipping. And to be fair. I got Bloodstained. Fair- Bloodstain is Blood the first time I've ever done a physical copy of a game from the you got it like system. four days
1: after launch too, didn't you? Or five days? Well, no,
0: I, I didn't get it at launch. That was way past that. Okay, um, that's what I'm thinking of then. But I did get it in like four days after I put the order in, which is not that bad. Okay, and I didn't have to pay for anything. I didn't have to pay for shipping. That's covered as part of yeah, the yeah. For thing. a free game, yeah, you don't exactly. expect it To be there next day, but it would be kind of cool if they if they could kind of combine them and say, hey, if there's a game that we support on the PlayStation Store, you can use your points to buy it, and then you get the expedited shipping. That'd be great. I
1: don't think it'll happen. What are the are the points from capital one no they're from playstation rewards they may not be able to do that then i don't know because the only the only reason why they wouldn't do that is i would think that they can't and i don't know i'm just guessing because amazon's reward card i which i have the chase visa card i don't use that really that's kind of my backup visa if my bank is dumb and i'm out out of town somewhere um but they don't use your amazon points aren't amazon points or chase reward points you just get more for shopping at amazon yeah. So I wonder if maybe there's something about that it being Sony reward points and not Capital One reward points that you cannot shop at their storefront with your own points, which wouldn't make sense when you really think about. it. Well, they're
0: both it. PlayStation Direct. I mean, the PlayStation Sony rewards well, I and then if There's PlayStation a law Direct preventing that or
1: something. I don't know. Maybe it. because of the, the the maybe because they're dealing in their own currency. Yeah, but maybe but it's the same as if you go to Target, you get a gift card for buying an extra amount of things. So y- you
0: remember. Six months ago, maybe, maybe not even that long the point ago when we, when we were talking about No, nah, but it's kind of a moving from that, but it is still similar in what i 'm talking about. you know part of why I want that to be is that we're already kind of getting there. this is more synergy between their things. We, one of the prime examples we gave when we were talking about one of the ways to make PlayStation plus a better value, this is it. this is one of the ways synergy you know we, we used yeah. Amazon as an Ego example system. there, right. You go on Amazon and you go, well, your Amazon Prime thing not only gets you this, but it gets you this and it gets you this. And now we're seeing that PS Plus gets you online play. Okay, some people don't really like that you have to do that, but oh well, you do. But it also gets you free games every month. And it also gets you the ability to get free one day shipping. As long as it actually works that way, which I assume they wouldn't have said it if they yeah. couldn't do it. You, you hope, I hope. Yeah. Cause so cause that's amazing. Anyway, we're getting closer to that. Right. And then if you can tie in Sony rewards to that in a way you start to get this good, great e- ecosystem ecosystem. Yeah. I, I don't watch it the other way, but ecosystem synergy, you know, that what would is, be really cool. You don't see in a lot of places. Sony
1: store or PlayStation store, exclusive controllers. I was already getting into that. So
0: one of the things I put on here and you, yeah, I, I, I love it. You that. said that. Yeah. Uh, When do we start seeing not only Sony Special Edition controllers that you can only get from the Sony store, headsets that you can only get from the Sony store? Do we eventually see the Sony store be the way that they're going to do the kind of ID, the Microsoft, whatever it's called, where you can sit there and customize a controller and then they send it to you? Is this Sony's first step into (laughs) making that a possibility? Creative
1: Labs or something? Something like that, Creation Labs? Uh,
0: that would be cool as if down the line Sony is saying like you know it'd be great that maybe they're saying not for the PS4 but when the PS5 care. launches that whatever the Dual Five is going to be we're going to let you completely customize. I don't we'll care if people you.
1: say they copied it. Sony copied them. Do that. No, it's that's a, a great really idea. cool service. Yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic. Let me idea. let me have my name on my controller. No, uh, anything. Let, let
0: you contri- Let you choose the, the color of the analog sticks. Yeah, the the color of the buttons The
1: color of the, the faceplate. The color of the back What what's funny is that like what my, decals are on my it, perfect. Color controller already exists, but it exists as the Xbox One controller, about the gray one with the blue sticks and the blue buttons and stuff.
0: And it's like, and it's not even a full blue; it's like a teal. It's, it? it's, it's
1: the same color I keep in my game room, LA, yeah. or RGB lights. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, let me have, let me match that Sony. I want to match that. And I don't know. I can. I can go through colorway. Color you you could go through other people. It's ridiculously do it. expensive.
0: But why though. not? Why yeah. not just have that offer yourself? And I mean, that kind of ties back into what we we're talking about, or what a lot of people talk about with Sony not having their own made pro controller. Though, ironically, yeah. this is the weird thing about this. Ironically, I somewhat appreciate the fact that Sony doesn't do it themselves because here's the thing. Now, they need to do the, it. This is, I still think they need to do it, but I appreciate the way they have chose to do it because unlike Microsoft, this is what you have in Microsoft. You, if you want a Pro Controller you essentially only have one licensed version and it's from Microsoft. And if you don't like the way they chose to do it or you think that the quality is bad for some reason and a lot of people talk about the quality of the Pro Controller being poor. are controllers
1: licensed by Microsoft now? No, They're they not, might be officially now but they have not been for a long past. time. Okay, so. I thought I remember seeing something about that but maybe it's just because I always whoops, I always for some reason uh, affiliate scuff and Microsoft in my mind. I don't know why. I don't
0: know. But either way, you have very few options. Whereas Sony said, hey, you want a pro controller? Here's <laughs> here's this bad one. Here's 10 <laughs> options. Here's this bad one. And that I'm wrong. The like That most recent one that's coming from Thrustmaster is hideous. Oh, it is. But to give it the credit that it deserves, I like the fact that you can change the things around. It's just a, it, the controller seems too tall I'm already biased. and uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I'm already biased because I already have the Astro pro Which controller. Which can essentially do almost the exact same thing. It can do one. everything it can.
0: Well, the, the analog sticks are, it's not three changeable and then one stuck, is it? I thought it was just you can only change You can literally take out anything.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, at least you I'm already pretty sure you, can't, you can't take out the face buttons, I don't think. Okay, is that's that the same saying? as the Thrustmaster. You can't okay. take out the face yeah. buttons. Uh, which would be kind of cool, though. Yeah. That's you, the one thing. You, like somebody somebody on the PS4 subreddit, they had two of them, and they just, or, uh, yeah, they had two of them, and they replaced the both the analog sticks with D-pads, and the one, they had one analog stick up at the top where the D-pad normally is. It is. Probably that new ugly switch control that came out that has two analog sticks as the thing. Like why?
0: Or has two D pads instead I mean, of mean, Yeah. yeah yes, pads. Hideous. But we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> Either way, going back into that. Yeah. The, the cool thing would be some of the things that you see, but that's what I was going to ask you is if you thought it'd be cool because you know how many people hate yeah. that. And I, okay. I guess I'll say a little bit more, uh, If you get a Square Enix Collector's Edition, it has to come from Square Enix store. Right. Right? Would you have a problem with Sony saying, hey, we're going to do Collector's Editions for our games, but you can only get them exclusively at the direct Sony store, you know, the direct PlayStation store? Yes. You'd have a problem with that, or you would be okay with it?
1: I would, uh, well, it's weird. It depends on what they are, and it depends on the availability of them. Don't do what Nintendo does and make your things exclusively limited. Uh, Yeah, I see that. But if you don't do that and you make it accessible and they do have the same one day shipping, then that's fine. But I have a feeling that maybe it's just because of how bad Nintendo is with this kind of thing is that, um, you know, they they, they only send out like, what, 10,000 units or whatever. And then instead of sending out way more or letting the pre-order numbers do their work for them, send up the pre-order six months before production starts. You know how many to make. Yeah. Everybody gets one. You know, they pay the price, but everybody gets one. Yeah. I'd be fine with it. I wouldn't have a problem. It's that it's always in the back of my mind, though, that companies do that on purpose. Which is why I'm not a huge fan of limited run games because I feel like they just do the same thing and they somehow yeah, get by yeah, with it. I get it. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's you know, I'd be completely fine with it if I could trust that they didn't do that. But I, I don't like how that's done, so I don't want them to put something behind another wall that's already limited, quote unquote. If okay, that makes just to sense. give
0: a little. Bit, so, did you have a problem with them doing like the twelve thousand five hundred uh, PlayStation One versions? Stuff and like then the that 200?
1: is limited on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about your everyday new releases on cool things that are limited by numbers just because, just because like the NES and SNES classics. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I don't, when it comes directly from that and that's the only source I can get it from, I'm, I'm, I'm not suspicious, but I'm curious as to if they're doing that. And I somehow couldn't get one. And and a lot of people are saying like, Oh, I couldn't get one. It's like, well, I get that they're limited, but that's why you need to have, you know, this needs to be a new restructuring thing for most pre-orders and, and, and um, uh, collectors Editions when the game's announced let those pre-orders and collections that go live and let the people who pay up front you, it deducts from your bank account then and there you're automatically guaranteed one you're not going to drop out of a system you're not going to have Amazon send you an email saying, whoops, we can't send you that pre-order. The
0: only problem, what you said, is that you pay up front for something that you still don't know for sure if you're going to get. And I have a, real, I have a huge problem with but that. But
1: that's, that's, where, that's where the ethics would come in that it's guaranteed. Because this is the whole purpose of doing this is that you're not going to get a thing – from what was I forgot what it was for you and Blaze that y'all both pre-ordered something. Majora's Mask, yeah, and it yes. just completely like all of a sudden, oh, we're not getting it to you guys, sorry. Yep, that's 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 the no, problem. I get what you're saying, but now, you would guarantee the- you that copy of that system because they're basing the production of these units off of these people who've already paid, and then of course refunds happen. You know that people may run into money problems; and they got to get it back before it launches. And then of course there's an extra production unit that, that well, that I gets guess the GameStop. Or I like
0: that Amazon and, and and other places that let you do like online pre-ordering for games do this buffer. Right, and this ties into the idea for the store. It's like the buffer of saying, "Like, hey, here's the here's the thing, you don't pay for it until it ships." Yeah. Now, that's the moment it ships, you're paying for it, and it's yeah. coming out of your thing, and we're going to hold the card information. It's not
1: actually before it ships either. It's it's about yeah, 20, it's almost it's almost full twenty four hours before it does. ship. Yeah, shoot. exactly. It's but when it's processing the, yeah. the the order.
0: But I mean, in the grand scheme of how long you waited from pre ordering to there, it's essentially right before it ships. Yeah. Uh, and that's my that's my point. I like that because it feels like you have the control to just go. You know what? I don't need this. You have time to think about Let it. Let me cancel it. Yeah. If, and you can go ahead and pre-order it. And you can say, well, I'm going to pre-order it. That way I'm at least in the list.
1: Yeah. And so whenever, I, whenever you pre-order something on Amazon, uh, they, they send you emails periodically that says, like, you know, uh, do not forget or just remind you that you have this pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Be prepared for when it pulls money yes. from your thing. And yeah. I think they do that like 48 hours before. before. Yeah. yeah. But for me, with my last pre-order order, pre why can't I speak? Pre-ordered Amazon item. I got the email saying, yeah, we'll be preparing for shipping soon for your item. And I was like, okay, cool, and I got charged for it before it shipped. So I was like, uh, that's it shipped the same day, but it was like a 16-hour difference Yeah, there. And I was like, okay. okay, I get it. Same day, technically, but to me like four A. M. versus like I think it was like seven thirty PM that they that they shipped it. Yeah. So
0: Well, that leads me to one last thing and it's a great segue into what something that you already wanted to talk about on this episode. GameStop. Which is the the one thing that I'm unsure about coming from that last idea of when do when do we see or do we see Sony start doing exclusives that are specifically through their store. The problem with that in the current market is that For the people, and it's still hit or miss whether this is still true, but there's a lot of people who look at it and say, you know, Sony relies on, or all gaming systems still rely on GameStop more than people would be led on to believe. And that brick-and-mortar stores still really do have a position. Now, that's slowly getting lessened and lessened as digital starts to overtake more, Yeah, but it's an important thing. So this is what happens. They risk they risk harming their relationship with GameStop going into the PS5 when if GameStop, when the PS5 launches, so essentially a year from now, as far as we can guess, you know, let's just say a year and a month from now. November. November. Yeah, November 2020. Yeah. So if we say that, if GameStop is still a viable platform and a really important thing, at least for the US market, to make sure that they get these out and they need GameStop, doing something like this would actually upset relations with GameStop and could actually stand to hurt that relationship and potentially hurt their business. You'd hope not. And you'd hope yeah. that they wouldn't do that until they realize that for sure, this move supersedes what GameStop offered them.
1: So this is But you hate GameStop, so tell us why. I'm going to make a baseless uh, comment about, in regards to what you just said, I don't think that... In terms of a relationship, if GameStop stopped selling the consoles because of that relationship, let's say somebody comes out with their new exclusive market onto their website, GameStop's like, "Well, we're not going to sell your products no more. Contract's over." Well, just to give
0: a little bit of room to that, when Square Enix stopped doing all, when Square Enix said, "Hey, we're no longer doing any uh, collector's editions through anybody but us," GameStop didn't stop
1: selling Square Enix stuff. So it's unlikely, but but you still have the chance. my, My point to that though is, is that if they did. I still bought a Switch Lite on launch day at Best Buy. There was three of them there. Hmm? And I guarantee there was more at Walmart and Target. Yeah. And I guarantee the same is going to be for the PS5. Nobody, I think that the time of buying up consoles to sell them on eBay for main launch consoles it was last gen. I don't think that was the thing that I've even seen this gen. Uh, special edition sure but you know you're always gonna have that jerk who goes and buys a ps5 at launch and puts on ebay for thousand mm-hmm. dollars and somebody's gonna buy it because somebody somewhere everybody around them to be sold out because they're a, they may be in a massive town that got two less or something like that or a know. small town that got none is, yeah um <laughs> that's good goes into GameStop, but um yeah for me i will i don't i do not shop at be- uh, GameStop anymore i have two more physical copies of games that you actually have um, that I if I ever trade him in, which I know I will not be trading in Mario Party because Annie wants that one, but Yoshi's Crafted World would probably not trading in. I'm gonna be frank with the person who checks me out. Like I'm gonna buy a gift card for somebody else. I don't play video games anymore. I just want that gift card for my brother. Because the amount of times that I have been bothered going into GameStop, do I need this pre-order? No. Well, here's a list of games that are like the game buying. I don't I don't need anything else. I'm good. Oh, are you sure because this game right here? I'm like No. Like I I'm too nice to actually say something to them in person, but I'm like, no, give me what I put on this counter and let me go home. But I'm too nice to do that. I'm I'm not, I'm, not, I'm too nice to even give them even negativity towards. It. I'm like, I'll look over and be like, Oh yeah, those do look good. I'm, I'm good today though. Like I'm too nice. It's my fault technically because I can lay down the law and be like, just shut up and ring this up. I don't want anything except that right there. I'm not that person though. I worked in retail. I'll never treat a retail person like that. That's why I'm still, I still humor them. Cause I know it's their job. Yeah. It's literally their job and I've complained about our GameStop and why, and it's really they're doing their job. That's the problem. Their job, not saying their actual job is the problem. What GameStop forces them to do to keep their job is yeah. the problem. I, like I just said, and I hate I hate to keep bringing up Switch in this in this episode, but I went to Best Buy the day it came out, walked in, saw the gray one there, and I'm like yoink. Walked around the corner. Link's Awakening. Uh, end cap full of Link's Awakening. Yoink. Walked up there. Me and dude talked about the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta. We talked about the Switch. And I was in and out of that store within five minutes.
0: Done. And all your conversation was
1: happening while he was ringing you up. I yeah. work in front of, behind a GameStop, adjacent to a GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> I can walk there in two minutes. I spent a 30-minute lunch there in line because the people that were working there were not getting the idea from people checking out that they just did not want anything. They're just being nice, but they are still badgering them
0: Well, because they're not. Yeah. Cause it's they're, they're told to, if they don't, the camera catches them and they go, Hey, you didn't do this. Yeah. You didn't circle the receipt. And that's the do it. problem.
1: Yeah. And it sucks because that's people's jobs. But if you're going to force your employee, like I'll, I'll tell you about it on Dickenship best because the company I currently work for, by the way, the next Dickenship best is going to be amazing. If you wanted to hear retail <laughs> stories, because I'm going all out. Um. now that I'm not going to be working in this company anymore by the time that airs. But um, anyways, it's one of those things that's like, it's, I get it. You want, and I'm not trying to get all conspiracy tinfoil hat, but you want customer tracking. You want to see what this GameStop does. You want to see what the customers here buy. You want to keep track of this kind of stuff to know what to send and to know what kind of demographic the store has to know that, you know, a lot of things, the marketing for that specific store or for your district or region, stuff like that. I get it. I understand all that it is a hassle for the customer who does not. Yeah. And that's a big problem. And that's why that if I still bought physical and I was a PlayStation Plus member, I would never step foot in GameStop again after Sony announced that and launched yeah. that. Yeah. It's so much easier. And especially if they can guarantee that I pre-order a game and I get that game on launch like Amazon does through mm-hmm. that website, through Sony's website, it's, yeah. a, it's game over. There's no reason to go wait in midnight launch lines anymore. You get it the day of. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things that
0: because right now that's about the only benefit you have right if you don't want to do amazon for whatever reason maybe you don't want to pay for prime uh, and so that benefit's gone and you are just like, well hey i'd do it because it definitely with GameStop doing their nine o'clock releases now people being like hey you know what i get to play the game even if i bought it digital i wouldn't be able to play until 12 but i can go buy it at nine o'clock get home well no please. you can
1: you can actually play it you can start you could here i don't know what it is in different time zones is not is when you can start your uh your your game up for preload for preload or from, from preload, oh, I didn't know that was it's true. It's either it, nine it, or ten. It, it
0: used to always be midnight.
1: No, not now. Uh, I don't know what's changed, but like Red Dead Redemption was the last one I did, and it was available when I got home that from work that night. I didn't get to play much of it because I got home and I had to go to work early next day. Weird. But I, it okay, was, so and I go. got off work at ten, so learn something new every day. Yeah, and, um, and, I've not
0: done a single digital pre-order because stomach uh, not, not me Well, but.
1: and it might it might have been around eleven, but I don't think so because typically I I know I got home at eight. But I don't typically get on a game for like an hour only. If I have to wake up early next day, I'll just skip it and just play the next day. I don't want to make myself tired. Um, But yeah, for me, if they can promise a couple of things with a PlayStation Plus membership and, you know, have... If I can get day one launches at my door on release day, if I can get uh, special cool stuff that you can't get anywhere else through their store, yeah, definitely. If they can retain their promise of one-day shipping, yeah, it's good. They can even throw in credit card benefits yeah. It's going to be a good service and I'm really excited for it. That's what's crazy. It's,
0: they're already above with one-day shipping on their on on things that you just buy from them. They're yeah. already way above GameStop.
1: Well, and that's that's what I was going to say is that here's the thing about that is that you you want to feel remorse because, you know, like oh that sucks, GameStop. Like they they're, they're going to put them they they may put them under with this and people're going to lose their jobs. There's a side to that that GameStop's not doing enough work to keep up And that's their fault Not PlayStation's for coming out with better yeah, service Yeah, I agree with that
0: I mean, like, you know I've had my own problems with it I've probably even talked about it on here Of, uh, you know Just two examples of Both being uh, Focus Home Interactive games I go to get them Launched week Both games I, I Essentially like um, Let's see Those are like Walking Dead games, right? No it's Focus Home Interactive was uh, Vampire, Plague Tale, Innocence Greedfall okay. Gotcha um, So I went to go get uh, oh,
1: what am I mean, I'm, I'm never mind
0: <laughs> all right anyway um you know so i went to GameStop, and i uh, for Tale, i went there the day after it came out uh because i couldn't go the day of and i was like i forgot to pre-order but they should have it
1: right for reference i thought you meant, how do you not have it i thought you meant fo- i thought you said focus interactive games like oh, okay. like a genre style game yeah. like walking dead i was like no that's not even the developer <laughs> well, it's the publisher Publisher, yeah, but yeah know,
0: so that's one game right they didn't have it and I was like, okay, that, and I had to, and, well, actually, they had one copy that they had in the drawer because an employee was holding it yeah, for that's, themselves. That's bullshit, too. Exactly. Especially with, I Blaise, was very mad. with what Blaze went through. I don't know what Blaze went through.
1: But it was I forgot what it was for exactly, but the guy he caught up there, he was like, well, somebody's on their way from such and such, Tyler, Longview, or whatever, to pick it up, and they closed on a Sunday at 6, and he's like... And Blaze was pretty sure the dude was just buying it for himself. It was yeah.
0: a pop figure? I don't know, probably. But th- that's one of those weird things is you have that and the employee was holding it for themselves they didn't have anything else. So was like, man, that's a real problem, man. And it, it gets to the point of like, how is a dedicated brick-and-mortar do- game store? It's literally all it does besides collectibles well, for say, game yeah, stuff.
1: Now it's more so collectibles. It seems. Yeah, but still or, or in it's terms
0: of store layout, but it's two. but that's, that those are its two core businesses. Unlike a place like target, Walmart, Best Buy, that has yeah. tons of other business revenues. Right. And when you look at that, it's like, how was I able to go across the street to Walmart? And they had a copy. And not only did they have a copy, which was great. And they don't even carry every game. Walmart does not get every release. That's no. what's more interesting. And they got this one and it was $10 cheaper. And I was like, Hey, here we go. I was already I wanted to buy the game and give it a try and I'm glad I did but yeah it's, it's a huge problem why are they not having games GameStop does seem to be going in a, a bad spot but they can get to a point where I can buy directly from Sony I mean honestly I like Sony I'd support so, unless they're doing something real dumb at the moment but yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, I just said. support them
0: directly why not I get free day shipping this is a great move in a lot of ways and it's a, it great, it's a great posterity move it's like they can do so They this is just the first step it of opens something the door. that lets them go okay from here on we get to do what we want to do and if, if we decide to turn this into something that lets people create their own controllers and we send them to them, great. If this becomes a way for us to put all of our collector's editions out and never have to worry about another retailer ever, we handle it all ourselves, great. And that's not a bad thing. I no. Mean,
1: I mean, and, and I think that when you look at it in the, in the broad spectrum of things, uh, if, you, you know, if you're an Amazon Prime member and you are a PlayStation fan, like, like we both are, we both have Amazon Prime, we both are PlayStation, obviously, fanboys, the thing is, is that it becomes like to a way down. Do you want your game in two days? Or do I want it one? But if Sony doesn't offer same-day delivery for pre-orders, you go to Amazon. And that's where it gets kind of tricky, where there are certain moves that can be made that will win you over fully. But there's always a little competition around the corner from all these companies that offers one aspect better. Because no, yeah. nobody does it all the best. Yeah, that's And true. that's what I'm curious about, because they're coming out the gate swinging real hard. If they can throw a couple more things our way mainly with their uh, terms and conditions in a sense m- with their shipping like get if, let me know if I get pre same day because that right there there's almost no reason especially after Amazon's gamer club thing died out yeah. there's no reason to buy a game a PlayStation 4 game from Amazon yeah. that you could get on the store yeah and then if you give
0: and then you could honestly do smaller steps too that they could start to work in where if you buy a game from them you get you just get Sony rewards points in general not the same level as the card but you get like a times one if you buy from certain avenues on a playstation card you get times five points yeah for you know so five points per dollar spent but if you just have it to where it's like hey if you order the game on here we give you this many points that's what that's what Square Enix does as well times two Square Enix says hey you you get a you get a point per dollar spent oh I I thought you meant like Square Enix has a credit card I'm like what no no but they have a reward system that's tied to their online thing, so they, you have an incentive to go through them. Also, then what's cool is you get to go through. They have a reward section, and you can buy things with your Square Enix
1: points. Yeah, and so just, they ship to you. Just to clarify, Sony has a PlayStation credit card, but it is not the like it is not. It's a Capital One card. It's not what you think it is. Like when I first heard of what this is, because the Xbox did this back in the day, where it was an actual Xbox credit card. Oh, and, and, and it, Microsoft handled the financing. Yes, and yeah. it's not that. That's um, it's it's one of those things that is just that's not what it is. Yeah, but that's um, not too important.
0: I mean, my my point across
1: the board is No, I don't want somebody to know, like so yeah, like sure. think think we're we're in the wrong or anything. Yeah, but either I'll way, just
0: you just you're going through all these things, and this is like you said, it's a foot. It's a foot in the door. It's a, it's opening the door to it's them do the door, yeah. everything they need to do. It's like, and, they,
1: it's like they, they turned the doorknob and they stepped foot in and like they're halfway in. This is a great but first the door's step.
0: Open. Yeah. So you know what? We're going to wrap it up there. We're going to leave it at that. And I think what I'll do for the community's take question is with this coming around, uh, how do you feel about this? Would you actually been, would you do this in, in, in lieu of another place, be it GameStop since you said beginning, or do you want to support physical brick and game stores? Uh, Would you be interested and uh, accepting for them to move to doing certain exclusive collector's editions or exclusive uh, console versions directly to the store? And if so, would you buy them from there? Um, So yeah, that'll be it. We're going to leave it at that. Saul, anything else you want to wrap up with?
1: That's it. Thank you guys for watching episode 131. We'll see you guys for 132. Brett, Uh, let uh, us thank our wonderful patrons. I heard that song.
0: Thanks to our patrons, Dan Barber, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan. Douglas Below, Sean Santarude, Eric McAllister, Matt Sycamore, Funk Turkey, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, The Stonard, Travis Below, Eduardo Palomino, Stefan Swanlin, Coy Live, Philip LaGuerre, Corey Hickerson, Brian. Donovan Williams, William Digital Spooker, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Brandon Edwards, Sean One Neo, Tyler Powers, and Dylan Kirby. If you would like to support the show in any way, shape, or form, head over to our Patreon, uh, and it's linked in the description below, and consider giving us as little as a dollar a month, or just spread the word. Thank you.